It's the Featured Players Podcast. Featuring your hosts, Bram Binderoff and Brendan Noel. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Riggle. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Featured Players uh, Saturday Night Live podcast, except this week we are going full on trader mode and we're going to be talking a little Mad TV on the CW. Uh, this is episode 11 and I am Brendan Noel, one of your uh, two regular co-hosts here. And uh, with me, as always, he's the Jeremy D. Howard to my Adam Ray, uh, Bram Benderoff. How's it going? Uh, how you doing, Brendan? Uh, I'm good. Those are two. Those are two names that I looked up this week. Because uh... <laughs> um, I have to say that of of watching all two episodes of Mad TV that have aired, um, I could not pick up on Jeremy D. Howard. Uh... Yeah, I, I I specifically looked at the at the list of names, and I wanted somebody who's like who's just what's a funny name, and from for some reason Jeremy D. Howard is a funny name. I wonder who the it's... Yeah, I wonder who the original Jeremy Howard in SAG is. In uh, in the original Mad TV cast? No, no, I mean, uh, like, who is Jeremy Howard when it comes to SAG? Because when you're joining SAG, like you, oh. you want to have, a, like, a name where they're going to... People are going to remember you. That's so right. You, you don't want to have... An, you, you don't want to have a letter in there, but you have to be Jeremy D. Howard if there already is a Jeremy yeah. Howard. Yeah, so, that's that's a good point. Who's who's the original Jeremy so, Howard? Question I'm asking. So you search Jeremy Howard, you get Jeremy Howard, and then you get Jeremy D. Howard, uh, best known for Mad well, TV 2016. Jeremy Howard is a very he's like a, a tall white man from Burbank, California. He's a 35 year old. <laughs> he is known for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, he plays Donatello in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, wow, both, that's got to be him. Both then. of them. He was in two episodes of Breaking Bad as a character sketchy in 2011, Grey's Anatomy, Suburgatory as Jasper, um, House, Hotel for Dogs, he played Hot Dog Man, he was in Monk, he was in one episode of Monk, uh, previously heard on the show. Um, Jeremy, if you're listening, please please come on the John show. John from Cincinnati, Sydney White, Accepted, Dorm Days 2, I mean, what an honor. This is a... This is a murderer's row of, of credits. Lady right in the now. Water. Lady in the Water. Uh, my name is oh, Earl. Lady in the Water. Maybe the maybe, maybe uh, one of the best weird... Entourage. Episode of Entourage from 2005. He played Nerd Number 2. Nerd Number 2. Judging Amy as a waiter. Fat Frank on Scrubs. This guy has just done a lot of stuff. He was in Catch Me If You Can as Teen Waiter. Wonderful. And he's in an episode of American Housewife coming this fall on ABC as Nude Norman. So he... Definitely is a working actor, and he, as of right now, that sounds like the role of a lifetime. Is, American Housewife. Is a, yes, nude, nude Norman. Uh, he is successful and perhaps uh, worthy of his SAG name. Jeremy D. Howard will have to uh, will have to establish his fame with that D. Uh, but that was a nice little detour in there. What else are we doing? <laughs> Bram, go go ahead and introduce the Carly Craig of this podcast. Mm. The Carly Craig of this <laughs> podcast, established from her um, YouTube internet fame, is, as mentioned, um, the number two most mentioned person on this podcast, right behind Jurassic Griffin, is Beth Gooden. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Yay, Beth is back. 
Steph is back. Uh, as we established, second uh, member of the Two Timers Club. <laughs> as we established last week, uh, a member of the Two Timers Club. We have uh, John Ham as the bartender. We have a jacket here for you, and you're putting on the jacket, and it's Give yellow, so jacket. you could tell people that you just won the Masters, or you. <laughs> We're on a meaningless podcast two times in a row. It's just it's just the Masters jacket. We stole it. Please yeah. Don't tell. We took it from Mike Weir. Is that a person who plays golf? Mike Weir. Know. That's former Canadian Masters winner. Yeah, Mike Canadian Weir. Masters winner. I know uh, three golfers, and two of them I know because they share names with comedians. That's it. Tiger three Woods is, Tiger Woods has a pretty good, had a pretty good uh, special on Netflix this year. Tiger D. Woods. That's I'm sorry. the third one I know. <laughs> <laughs> what talk show? It seems like maybe it was Late Night with Jimmy Fallon where Tiger went on and Jimmy thanked him for having an affair because the jokes wrote themselves. That sounds like the kind of thing Jimmy Fallon would, would be enough of an ass to do. I know. Watch out, oh Jimmy. God. That's not a very good thing to do. Uh, so we're here, episode 11 of our show. Um, we are sitting out the summer waiting for SNL to come back. All of a sudden, they announced that the CW is going to bring back Mad, Mad TV with a brand new cast right after their anniversary special. And we sit down to the return on July 26th. We agreed with a brand new cast, and I would like to start off with the rundown. Mad TV Season 15. Here's what we have in the cast. Uh, Carly Craig, previously mentioned. She, I mean, Beth, you might know a bit about Carly Craig. I don't know all that much about her. Um, I know that she like she got a lot of attention for her Ariana Grande impression, and she, uh, yeah, she started off on YouTube, and I don't love her. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's Carly Craig is from Coral Springs, Florida, uh, best known for for Todrick with Todrick Hall, which I believe is a YouTube series. Mm-hmm. And, I think so, yeah. And she also appeared on First Impressions with Dana Carvey, which is that uh, Dana Carvey impression show. I believe it's on TNT. Uh, her video USA. USA. Uh, but it would be funny if it was on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and she had a video called Celebrity Impressions by Carly Craig. How else would it be? And it went viral, apparently. Possibly one of the ones she did on the show. So she's from Florida, and she... I think we could characterize her as having a kind of like a really high-pitched annoying voice is she the one who played the um the princess thing in episode two she is yes she is okay (laughs) yeah um i i have a very hard time telling most of these people apart um which is so weird because like if there's one nice thing i could say about mad tv it's that like SNL should view this cast and its level of diversity with a lot of jealousy. Like, of the eight people, I think you can really only definitively point to one white Anglo-Saxon Protestant man, which is pretty cool. Um, and yet, a lot of them just, for whatever reason to me, are kind of are kind of nothing. It's it's weird. Okay, well, the, the, the realization I um, that occurred to me about Mad TV yesterday was how I feel like they always felt like, okay, we need, we need, like, an Asian guy. We need, we need, like, this amount of, of black people. Like, we need, like, 
we need all these it, boxes filled so we can do these sketches and not be called racist for doing them. Because there are times where SNL has like Taron Killam playing like a Chinese man and it it's very weird. But, you know, when you had like Bobby Lee on the show when, when it was canceled, like they could do that. They could do their the blind uh whatever is it like the blind samurai guru guy. Yeah, yeah. Like like all those characters like I said to even Beth yesterday, like Amir, like they got their like kind of like kind of like Muslim archetype for the show. So like you could see him playing like like uh, an ISIS or like some kind of terrorist eventually because they can because like they, they like they got him. Yeah. So they're gonna like they're gonna push it Whereas somehow. In the in in the times where SNL has like ventured into that territory, like. <laughs> they've it's been like Terran. It's been Terran, yeah, and it's it's been white people instead of, like, not that. I mean, I'm sure Amir. It's hard to be like, hey, you're our brown person. Go. Play yeah, ISIS. you don't want to. <laughs> but that's gonna. Yeah, happen. you don't want to get pigeonholed but into that. That's but. gonna happen, right. and he's gonna do it because he's so happy to be there. Well, and it is true that, I mean, really only there's really only one kind of like white guy but he is arguably the person being used the most okay so yeah it's it's true that's weird like that feels maybe i don't know it could just be them getting their footing and maybe the writers kind of took to him and that's the thing i mentioned was that i would love to know more about the writing process of this because if he and Michelle are writing sketches for themselves, and those are the ones getting picked. And that's one thing. Can you please say his name? The writers have just taken to those two. Adam Ray. I don't yes. know if I did. It's Adam Ray I'm talking about. No one says his name yet. I mean, he's good and yeah. he's funny, but he, he's he's arguably he and Michelle are the two people who are being used the most. Who you see leading sketches the most at this point. Michelle. Um, he's a real. It's Michelle Ortiz. He's a real bro. Is that right? Michelle Ortiz. I think so. Yeah. Okay, Adam Ray is from Seattle. Um, he is known for The Heat and Spy, and he was also in Ghostbusters. He played the the, the band musician at that concert venue. Um, oh, with the ghost. He was the guy who was like, "Give me some more." Um, <laughs> so I guess if only Mad TV had premiered before yeah. I saw Ghostbusters. So I guess Paul I surely would have recognized. Yeah, him. so I guess Paul Feig likes this guy. Um, and he has a podcast uh, called About Last Night. Oh, he has two podcasts, maybe. Separation Anxiety. And he's Adam Ray. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's the white guy. He's being used a lot. I feel how you were saying you don't necessarily know who's who. For me, it's generally with the two white guys. Like, or, I mean... Not the two white guys, like Adam Ray, but you also have um, Piot. Yeah, well, how do you even say his name? So he's Hawaiian. Um, because the the combination of loud, irritating theme music and fake studio audience applause over the opening credits, like, I can't really understand how he's pronouncing that name that is spelled P-I-O-T-R. Yeah, it's, and, and it's I watched, watched it again and I heard Piot. Piat Michael. It's, Piot, it's okay. Polish, and it's it's Piotr. Like it's like. But it's there's Piot. a oh. in there. 
But I've definitely heard okay. Piotr. I don't think it's Piotr. I don't know. That's how sad. the name is pronounced. I may not be how he pronounces it, but that's like the name. I don't know. Yeah, and he, he has he his own podcast. People imagine you have their own podcasts here. Um, he's his primarily his work is best known because he's he does impressions for Howard Stern. So he's done Donald Trump, Simon Cowell, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Charlie Sheen, and of course, that is very appealing for Mad TV to hire Donald Trump impressionists where all of the episodes are going to be before the election cycle um so he's he's actually uh, quite talented i feel like all of his impressions so far have impressed me um yeah he's the one where i feel like i'm not sure if that's him because i don't know he has one of those faces where it's like yeah i can't i don't really like nothing about his face like <laughs> sticks in my memory yeah, um, okay, so Amir K, uh, Amir K is... Amir K is the one person from this cast I knew before going into this. He made it through, like, a couple of rounds mm -hmm. of Last Comic Standing a few oh. years ago. Right. Um, and so, just sort of, like, seeing the initial cast photo, I was like, that face looks familiar. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do know him. And so, he, that was the one notable person in the group to me, because he's the only one I'd heard of he's from, uh, uh, before they He's from California? He, he's the only one from California, actually, which is interesting. Every single cast member is from a different state. Um, Argo, he was in. Yeah, no one's that's for... like election rules. You have to, you can't have a cast <laughs> with with people from the same state. Yeah. Um, Last Comic Standing is what he's known for, and something called Jerks of Cameras, and he was in real estate, but the 2007 market crashed and encouraged him to pursue his real passion for comedy. Um, I mean, what a great story. Yeah. Yeah. What a rags to riches. Absolutely. Tri triumph. <laughs> you have Lyric Lewis, which, um, she, was she big on YouTube? What was her thing? She was What a good name. She's a, she's a Groundlings main stage actress. Great name. Oh, she was in the Chicago, wow. Chicago right? Say it one more time. town baby. Sh Groundlings is Chicago? Uh, I think she was in L.A. Okay. I think. Um, she's from... I know she was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yes, yeah, she was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Drunk History. And her favorite movie is Jurassic Park, as if we needed to know that. Um, Groundlings. Good information. And she was. she's from New Orleans. Uh, you have Jeremy Howard uh, as the... Jeremy Ma D. Howard. At, but as the Mad TV Instagram shows, only as Jeremy Howard. There's no... There's no D there. Uh, he's from Nashville, Tennessee. Best known for Hollywood Street, whatever that is. Also, the CBS Diversity Showcase. He's also a former uh, choir director with a three-octave octa octave range. Interesting. Octave, you say? Oc Sorry. <laughs> I I think the, the Mad TV Instagram also described Jeremy D. Howard as turnt. Yeah, there's a commercial... Honestly, I feel like what we should have initially mentioned about Carly is the fact that it took her less than, like, 30 seconds of being on screen to dab in the first episode. So that was the worst. And the most uncomfortable. I hated it. Bram, are you watching something on your phone I was right watching now? the Mad TV commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, features, it features Amir K in, like, 
a very very cartoonish Arab accent saying all new which which made oh, me no. think that he was going to uh, go there uh, what if he had done that what if he had, that had been the whole show I feel like it's gonna happen Chelsea Davidson oh. Chelsea Davidson uh, Pete Davidson and Chelsea Davidson uh, is from Cleveland Ohio she was a staff writer on At Midnight. Uh, she yeah. is well known for her impressions of Lena Dunham, Adele, and Meryl, and Meryl Streep. And I believe you like her, Beth. Yes, I do. Well, she's also a UCB person. So that's like... Okay. Uh, um, that was seeing her in posts and stuff is where I, I learned the name. But um, yeah. I, I do enjoy her. I thought her Lena Dunham was really funny. I thought it was. What she was oh, that's her. Maybe, yes, that was so good. I um, thought maybe like some of the stuff that the Lena character was saying was maybe a little bit antiquated, but I, like yeah, it was a really good impression. <laughs> I was impressed by it. The last one is, yeah. is Michelle Ortiz. She's from Tucson, Arizona. Uh, she was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Life in Pieces, and she trained as a classical opera singer in Germany. Little fact. So the moral of the story is that all these people do come from like good, reputable comedy backgrounds for the most part. For the most part, maybe not Carly Craig, but there's a handful of people who. But I don't even want to like. I I hate to even get into the territory of like, oh, like some of these people just had like viral YouTube videos because I don't want to imply that like you can't come up through YouTube. Yeah, I love Bo Burnham. There are a lot of there are a lot of bad people who who become famous through YouTube and there's no other vetting sure. process, but there are a lot of other good people who who do find their footing on YouTube and there's nothing wrong with that, so. No, um, the thing with this cast, because it's only two episodes in, I mean, there are already people who I feel like I like more than others, but I also am trying to remain open because I think people grow on you. I mean, mm-hmm. the more you see of somebody's like original characters, especially, not just impressions, because there are a lot of people who are doing impressions in in these episodes yeah. it's been really impression heavy and for the most part they've been really good um but i i think that there's a lot of room for this cast to grow on me i agree i mean i definitely think that's true uh no one is outright bad i think if there's a problem with the show then it's no that's fine by the writing that's the thing is is there was no one no one i would look at individually as somebody who's dragging uh the show down in any way Um, i agree which like i think is a good segue into into diving into episode one okay because here's the thing um you know i'm sure i don't know what our our collective opinions of the original Mad TV that ran on Fox in late night from, I think, 1995 until uh, 2009 was. Um, I thought it did a handful of good things. I actually, I went onto YouTube, like, not that long ago um, to look at oh, a couple old sketches you from went, my You went to CW Seed, admit it. I went I went onto the CW Seed app. I watched one of their 75 classic episodes because, you know, this episode of Mad TV won't go on forever. And I reminded myself that there were actually good funny things that mad tv did sometimes they were entirely by accident like i don't like when they did the whole can i have your number thing i don't think they knew that was going to be anything no um and you know that got that got passed around youtube for for quite a while um 
and and so yeah like i mean i i did go into this i was not necessarily um wildly optimistic about the new mad tv but i certainly was not rooting for its failure you always right. want things to be good and and i'm not going to sugarcoat it the first episode of the new mad tv was horrible bad yeah it, it was, was it was just a disaster on pretty much every level um wholly unfunny um and and remarkable and just and i said this on twitter remarkable in the number of ways that it was so bad it was it really thought that it was something better than it was it thought that mad tv had this enormous legacy behind it that quite frankly it just doesn't um it was super dated and everything i mean it seemed like the script for the episode it was almost as if they got canceled, but they were like, but we have one more script that we wrote. Like, shouldn't we just film it? And they're like, no, no, no. Like, that's stupid. Who cares? So they just dusted that off and aired it. I mean, they're doing like a Game of Thrones parody, which like Game of Thrones is still current. But it's, yeah. you know, they're, they're, it's a lot of like Ned Stark heavy stuff, which Ned Stark has been dead for many, many years. Spoiler alert if, you, if you're in one of the two people on Earth who aren't watching Game of Thrones. And also like... Graham and I are the two people. <laughs> We're <laughs> the two people who aren't. Didn't Ned Stark? He's good for you. I honestly, I envy you. Ned Stark was like season <laughs> one, right? Like, like six episodes. Yeah, Ned Stark one. was only in season one. Yeah, which was five years ago. And you know, they have in the first episode the reference to you know, Cal Drogo is like making like a single ladies reference as if <laughs> yeah. it's still 2009. I mean, I said this to Bram in a direct message. Like Seltzer Freeberg movies are. <laughs> Are, are more subtle about how they randomly drop in pop culture it felt, references. It felt like that, though. It was, it's, it was just... And it was, I, and it was Jeremy D. Howard doing it. Was it? It was I, Jeremy D. Funny, yeah, it was. It was Jeremy D. It's Howard funny as Cal that Jones. you talk about um, it feeling like they dusted off an old script, because from, from the very first moment of it, the first thing I wrote down was this, everything about this feels stale. And mm -hmm. it did. It felt, I think... Okay, I always enjoy seeing Will Sasso and Nicole Sullivan, but <laughs> by the end of the episode, I was like, were they the right choice to have as the two people from the, you know, classic cast? Were they the right choice? Because, you know, moving forward into the episode, they, they did this political sketch. So it was a game show with Donald Trump and Melania and Bill and Hillary Clinton. And only one game, like, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. I just... It just felt old, and it felt... It felt like, no, you guys shouldn't be doing political sketches. This should yeah. stop now. And it, it just... I don't know if it's because I'm used to Saturday Night Live at this point, and, you know, things that are, like, heavily established in political sketches in the year 2016, but it was... I felt like I was in the twilight zone of watching that mad TV political sketch. It made me so uncomfortable. It was not funny. I I wanted it to be over. <laughs> well, they, they, they didn't usually do it until they had uh, until they had Jordan Peele to do Obama. Exactly. Where they actually have like a spin on it. But did he ever play Obama on Mad TV? I I, I have I to assume so. so. I, because Mad think it was TV's only a few times, but Mad TV's last season was oh, the year of the 2008 election. But, so right, and I remember like SNL pursued Jordan Peele as somebody to maybe bring onto the show to play uh, Obama. I think the year before, 
because they knew he could do an impression. They ended up sticking in house with Fred Armisen. Um, it's good he didn't. Go. I, I. What's that? It's good he didn't go. He would have been stuck on there for. I can tell now. I was yeah. he would have still been on. Yeah, we wouldn't well, have gotten also, Key and Peele. Yeah, so. we wouldn't. We couldn't have gotten Key and Peele. Which I mean, I think that's a very worthy trade off. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's good for everyone. It's good for the whole world that that <laughs> SNL didn't take Jordan. I agree with Beth that um, I don't think Will Sasso and Nicole Sullivan were the two right people to to be the quote unquote Mad TV all stars. Um, no. Which again, what a what a interesting turn of phrase. It's pretty much um, Survivor I don't, all-stars. I don't think yeah. Apprentice I don't think that all-stars. people really. I don't think people really know those people's names, and I don't really. I I don't even really know. No. Nicole Sullivan, like as anything, I kind of oh, know Will Sasso. I agree with Nicole Sullivan, but I think Will Sasso does have a bit of more recon- uh, credibility there. Well, I think that if there's Will a Sasso thing he's known relevant. for, it is Mad TV. Yeah, Will, Will Sasso stayed relevant with those lemon vines. That's but, how he kept his relevancy up. But I think Will Sasso also, um, he. He, well, when he was on Mad TV, and he's also Canadian, which is nice, um, he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was the, um, he was like definitely like one of the funniest people on that cast. Like, yes, he, he whipped out an impression. He it would always work. Um, his, his Bill Clinton is really really good. And then he was also uh, he was also in the Free Stooges movie. He was one. Of, he was um, yes, he was. Which was he, he was the bald oh. one. He was curly, right? Uh, I can't scroll fast enough. Clearly, yes, he was cl- he was curly. Okay, well, I don't know. It's not. It's not that I don't. He was in shit. My dad really says. appreciate both of them, and especially appreciate for the work they did on Mad TV. I just think. I, I don't. I just think. There would have been so many. There could have been better people to have on for the first episode. That. Oh god. Nicole Sullivan and Will Sasso were both in shit. My dad says. For the record, I was, I was gonna. I was Nicole Sullivan. I was happy so you much. mentioned uh, shit. My dad says because I do remember Will Sasso being on that show but as like were, the neighbor character. They were both. They were married on that show. Who would just go? Oh well, there you go. Like they would just kind of wander in from a completely different TV show. Eighteen episodes. Was, I guess in was... my head, whenever I pictured the first episode back, if they were gonna have somebody from the old cast on. Why not Michael McDonald? Yeah. Why Michael not McDonald is the person in the first episode? Michael McDonald is too busy directing the Mindy Project, I think. <laughs> but Michael McDonald is Mad TV. I mean, it's he is. it's very true. I think I think it is as simple as He's saying Will that Ferrell. Will Sasso and Nicole Sullivan are no like Baron Holtz and Bobby Lee. I would agree. I think Ike Baron Holtz and Bobby Lee were definitely more representative of especially the cast like when it was actually, when it actually ended. Which I felt yeah. like it was Bobby Lee is such a prominent face of Mad TV. Again, yes. I think because it is such a dis- it's it's one of the things that made it distinctive. SNL has never had an Asian American cast member, and Bobby Lee characters were always wild and outrageous and very loud, and they got your attention. And so even if you were just like watching stuff on YouTube, like you know you, you gravitated towards his stuff. I was shocked that he was not one of the people for episode yeah. one. I mean, unless they thought like, well, we need to save some people for later on down the line. And I imagine that's what I we will it see. Might be with Michael McDonald. Okay. Yeah, I imagine we'll be seeing him. Well, 
Um, we next week to. is well, in the third episode, Ari Spears and Deborah Wilson, and there was a press release okay. that Mo Collins is going to be on on the fourth one. Okay, Mo Collins is good. But we're Mo like Collins we're we're talking about like <laughs> we're talking about oh like I wonder what original cast members are going to be on, and not like. <laughs> Like, yeah. What, what, what is Newcastle going to do? Like they are so like I know this is like a trial run and no one knows who the cast yeah. is, but they are so stuck in the past and they're so reliant on these fast cast members who didn't necessarily achieve any fame, um, like in front of the cameras beyond the show, uh, to build up these cast members and like we're like and especially. They show clips, like they show it full, like classic sketches, which is something that Mad TV did, um, regardless. Back in the day, they would always show classic sketches, but now, like it feels, it feels less relevant. Like now, you're you're not even showing seven years removed. It, yeah, it like feels get, yeah, pandering. like Key and Peele the first week show show us um, uh, a Stewart sketch with Michael McDonald McDonald on the second week. Both fun to watch, but it reminds you that the show uh, back then, I guess, just back into the last decade, was better than the, than the show you're watching now. Well, and you have to... It's a hard situation. It's the same thing as SNL best of things. Um, it's easy to think, God, what a good show, when they're showing you the best of. And you aren't seeing the other sketches that just sucked that week, you know? Mm -hmm. um, when they're showing you one of Key and Peele's funniest, silliest sketches in the first episode, and you think, oh yeah, and those two guys went on to be Key and Peele. It, it skews the, the image against the current cast in the most unfair way. Because it was their first episode, they're they're new they're probably scared they're figuring out their voices as far as being a collective and yeah it just to be like hey remember these two funny guys it it just messes with the dynamic it feels unfair to the current cast mm -hmm. a little bit it is it's not dissimilar to how perhaps snl has treated its um incoming featured players in recent times, particularly the six white people from a few years back, um, where, you know, Tina Fey gave them, you know, being publicly humiliated for the first time anywhere kind of thing, and new cast member Arcade Fire. That was the best. That was pretty good. New cast member Arcade the, Fire. the problem I have with the classic sketches is it's kind of twofold. My problem the first week was, like, I was like, oh, okay, don't, don't pretend that, like, people had heard of Key, like the people really were celebrating Key and Peele as comedians while they were on Mad TV. Like they felt like they were kind of taking credit for their success a little bit, yeah. and that seemed a tiny bit unfair just because nobody was passing around their Mad TV sketches um, no. really all that much. It was it wasn't really until Key and Peele came on the air that they really became as celebrated as they are. And the problem I had in the second week was they were teasing this Stewart sketch they were going to play at the end of the night by saying, and Stewart returns. Yes. Like, yes. you can look in the video and you can tell, like, this is an old sketch. You're not fooling anybody. But it, it really was a bizarre way to, to phrase that as if they were going to see a live sketch. Right. You know, it, it didn't really make any sense to me. Um, 
one has to wonder if Mo Collins is coming on in a few weeks, if Michael McDonald is the other person doing there. Like, could there actually be, could we see our first new sketch based on old characters? Would they actually do a new Stuart sketch? That's not, I am, no, but they did do, they did them in the second episode of Bobby Lee. It seems like the kind of thing they don't want to do. They, I mean, we we got that Bobby Lee thing with his I guess old character. Okay. Um, if Mo but Col- I do wonder if they might think that that would be drowning out the new cast, like we were talking. If about. Mo Collins is on the fourth episode, they're going to do um, Lorraine. Remember Lorraine? Oh yeah, yeah, right. Who was who? I always used to when I was really young and watching Mad TV. I always got very confused. I thought that Lorraine might have like was also Stewart's mom, but no, it's different <laughs> characters. God. Like, sometimes they just decided to spin her off into her own thing. Mo Collins right. is, is a... She's a regular on that talking dog Allison Tolman show on ABC. She and was she, so good in Lady Dynamite. She was. Yes, she was. She was and, so and good in it. Lots of different things through the years. Always always great when she showed up on Parks and Rec. And... She's wonderful. She's, mm-hmm. she's, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's all just the, pause and take in Mo Collins for a moment. Yeah, let's all just like let's all just reflect quietly <laughs> on how on wonderful Mo Collins is. Mo Collins, no problems. Perfect. <laughs> a plus, Graham. Episode title. Mo Collins, no problems. <laughs> um, yeah, it, this is a, a crazy episode in terms of of its dated, lazy comedy. I mean, one of the things we went right into after like one of the intros um was uh or it was right after the their what do they call it the truly wed game didn't they go right into a dora the explorer parody like what year is it Uh, it was dora and it was all of the same lame tired jokes about like oh she's going to los angeles and she oh like dora the explorer runs into like things that are very like not appropriate for children like oh god nobody's ever done that before we didn't see you know a tv funhouse cartoon about that 15 years ago i mean come on also as a dora the explorer connoisseur (laughs) (laughs) that's why she's here folks that that I, i am here to defend dora's honor no i but the fact is that i am a nanny i watch dora the explorer on a regular basis i know the girl's voice and she i was for somebody who's a good impressionist I was just kind of confused about what was happening. It felt like maybe a stereotypical cartoon voice instead of what a character actually sounds like, which feels cheap. And I think that in combination with the fact that, yes, the jokes were cheap of, oh, Dora is Latina and she's going into these areas. Yeah, it it Mm. felt cheap and, and very stale and jokes. Yeah, jokes people have been making. Dora has been on for... I genuinely actually don't know how long Dora the Explorer has been on for most of for our a lives. long time. For most yeah, of prob- our lives. Um, yeah, probably since like the late nineties. Which, for the record, if you ever get a chance to watch current episodes of Dora the Explorer, two thousand guys, feels like you're on acid. I will <laughs> say that. Why is that? I will say that about. Uh, the visuals of sometimes seahorses will come out of like mud pits it's it's 
some of the visuals that, that Dora the Explorer is employing now are disturbing. So the I show's gotten it. the show's gotten weirder. It's not just that we're older now. No, it's yeah, it's gotten it's gotten more weird for sure. Okay. Um, gotta, I did. I up. liked the concept of Black Pack. I thought that was really funny, but <laughs> <laughs> it felt like the one like shining thing in in the midst of something very very dull. But yeah, uh-huh. Black Pack actually made me laugh out loud. <laughs> it didn't feel like an energetic sketch. Even the people that were running into no. her, like like the weird like like all those racial stereotypes and the criminals. Like, yeah, these, it was like hookers, meth shakes were the like fakest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> she didn't yeah. look like she was on meth. She looked like she was trying to invent a dance craze. It didn't feel like meth <laughs> at all. And I know meth. Yes. Trust me, we know meth here. I actually spent a lot of last night watching public service announcements from the Meth Project on YouTube. I can't say why, but uh, it did happen. That's on Hulu so, now, uh, okay? Yeah, so, you know. Didn't the Meth I'm Project... Trying to, Sorry, I'm did... trying to kick the stuff, but, uh, you know, oh. we'll get there. Did the Meth Project move to Hulu last year? <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Um. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I, like we're 15 minutes into this episode, and already I feel like my blood is boiling. It like really like we're we're doing this. Um. Although they then moved into probably the thing I probably the thing I liked most of the night, which is their um Game of Thrones no. sort of thing. No. Bram disagrees immediately. What well, I'll say this: the only the thing I liked about it is it's. <laughs> It speaks to me on the level of like, I I'm gonna get I'm gonna take shit for this, but like I'm one of, I'm really not into like fantasy sci-fi kind of stuff, and it is like this sketch really pinpoints what the issue is about it for me. It is that it is a lot of people just like saying words and terms that are very specific to this yep. created universe yep. and not yeah. giving me enough context, like. Yep. I mean, I mean, I guess like kudos to to people who write that stuff for assuming people mm-hmm. are smart enough to figure that out. I guess I'm just not, um, but I always find that kind of like off putting and alienating. Um, I can remember in high school like reading Ender's Game and being like, "What the fuck is any of this? Like, all, all this is just like words that are being thrown at me, and I don't know what they mean, and and I'm just supposed to like, I'm, I'm not getting my hand held in any way, and I kind of do wish that somebody was helping me through this, and I was somebody just like, somebody hold my hand. Yes. Literally, <laughs> I feel that I relate to that. My I wrote as this is what's funny is as soon as the Game of Thrones sketch started, I wrote down these sketches feel like they're an hour long <laughs> because because the sketch spoke to me on the level that I stopped Game of Thrones long ago and don't yeah. care about it. And so yeah, the idea of being trying to catch up. Uh, on something that is so, um, but I appreciated the joke. Based. I appreciated the mm-hmm. the concept of the sketch because it was laying out the reasons why I stopped watching the show. Exactly, um, that's true. But it just went on and on, and <laughs> like there was no, like it, it was it was a very small idea dragged out to yes, just, to, just to fit as many just to fit as many impressions as possible. I'm pretty sure Carly Craig played like two characters in there. I'm pretty sure Chelsea Davidson plays played two in there as well. 
This could have been done in like 45 seconds. I'm pretty sure like one of the, the cast members played. The Jason yeah, Momoa so. impression made me laugh, though. Because I yeah, didn't that was expect funny. it. And so when he came on screen and the the costume was actually pretty good. It, it just made me laugh, the visual of it. Uh, and then I wrote down, until the Beyonce thing. Because yeah. It's, it, you're right that it was like, what year are we in right now? <laughs> Single Ladies came out in 2008. When Matt TV was on. Yeah. Eight years later. <laughs> yeah, when, that's right. The original, the Matt TV was still on when that came out. So, like, what yeah, are we... it was. Not even like we're trying to play catch-up here. No. Um, it's insane. They yeah. did... I think it was actually before this, but they 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 used Michelle... Oh, sorry. Nicole Sullivan again to play Hillary Clinton. Like, only, yeah. only like, one sketch in between uh, to introduce mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren yeah. as kind of, like, her hype... Like, high play, Which, like, like, oh, what a horrible impression that was. The Elizabeth Warren was yeah. one. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah, so she sounded good. like she sounded like a little like a little girl. Yeah. It was like they were trying to capture the energy of when Kate McKinnon plays Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like yeah. they couldn't come up with any that, more creative that idea is so other than true. that's true. Other than just like, what if she was just like a ball of energy and like bouncing around and crazy, like and very good job, borderline, guys. like quote unquote hood. That's yes. the joke, yeah. and you are one hundred percent right. Would not have made the connection, but yes, you're. That's true. That's what they Jeremy were doing. D. Howard was pretty good in that. I thought Jeremy D. Ha- Jeremy D. Howard's reactions were fun. <laughs> yes, oh yeah, I, I forgot that. that even happened. That, that was a good. Uh, the food changing every time. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> but my my one note on that was. That why are they doing another political? Sketch? Yeah, the, well, they went Just, back to the to politics so quickly. Why? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I that that bred this fear in me. Is every other sketch going to be political? Am I going to have to do this all night? Uh, but thankfully, yep. that that wasn't the case. Yeah. Because <clears throat> then they did Kenny Rogers the Bachelor. Oh my God! Um, bef- Again, before, what year is it? Be- before the um, the Bachelor, I received the commercial. For a depression medication called Trintalex, and uh, and then <laughs> recap the all show. the sorry recap all the commercials you saw during Mad TV. <laughs> we gotta know a lot um, of CWC commercials. Also, I'll say that, but the but there was a depression commercial which I thought was funny that it got on Mad TV. Uh, the Bachelor <laughs> with um, Will Sasso as Kenny Rogers, and it starts off with a very immediate fun joke. Because the guy playing Chris Harrison, who is that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. It's one of the cast members. Some dude. Some it, guy. Is it Adam Ray? Piot Michael? It is has it? to be Adam Ray. I, I don't, don't remember at this point. But, um, you know, I don't oh, know. Whoever played Steve Buscemi in the, the Celebrity Impressions. Oh, then, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was him. Okay. But, but he comes up to him and he says, Hey, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That that was no good. no no we 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 skipped over the actual first joke of this sketch which was the announcer saying you're watching yes. ABC where we revive all the old game shows that you didn't want in the first place and I said out loud to no one in an empty room <laughs> you revived Mad TV <laughs> like and I don't know I I Mad TV does not strike me as a show that is like self aware where it it knew like part of why right. that joke was funny was that you are watching a revival of, like, a third-rate sketch yes. comedy show. 
But I just, I, again, um, at this point, I'm not, we're not even halfway through the show and I feel like I'm fuming. <laughs> at how mad, like, I couldn't as, believe the show was making me this angry. As soon okay. as I saw, like, as soon as the Kenny Rogers angle became clear, I couldn't help but feel, like, is this not inappropriate given his current, like, health issues? He's canceling shows because these Tell health me about issues. That. Like he's not doing well. Is he? What and then he, whenever it was like the joke was how. What's he? Uh, not what's he suffering well from? Well, he is. What, Bram? What's he suffering from? I don't know. Liver damage. I. Yeah, I'm actually unfamiliar with this, so. I just know that he canceled a bunch of shows. I don't know if that speaks to the. <laughs> well, I am in Oklahoma, and the Gambler is our state song. <laughs> yeah this this whole thing was just um i don't know if it was dated per se but it definitely felt stale in its in its all of its different parts coming together like a bachelor parody which we've seen 50 million of, of things of like everybody on youtube has a bachelor party a bachelor parody snl does like vaguely unfunny kind of periodic uh bachelor parodies where unreal things like unreal does it too. yeah like unreal is you know we were bachelor you know there is no sh no shortage of making fun of the bachelor on tv right now right. yeah um and then the, the kenny rogers angle which again is just bringing back an old impression um and it's like why now like it was the weirdest it was just bizarre i didn't understand why any of it was happening i like that little moment I... yeah I would rather watch the Kenny Rogers as the Gambler or any of its four sequels than ever have to watch that sketch again. Um, it, I, I didn't, I don't, it, it was using the old impression, sure, but it felt like they were adding in these references to how old he is now and, um, how maybe unstable he is and it felt like are we really punching down at Kenny Rogers? <laughs> and it, it was weird. It was weird for me. It felt like a weird punching down moment. Also, the paintballs. It was so long. Those this aren't paintballs. Sorry. <laughs> it was fake. And I hate it. Um, You've been called out, Matt TV. I like the moment yeah. where Lyric Lewis um she was given the rose, but then told that at the producer said she had to stay until episode seven. She was like, episode seven, that's what they told me as well. Yeah, that's the deal. <laughs> Gotta have a black girl till episode seven. That's too accurate. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't really pertain to this sketch, but, but speaking of just fakeness, one of the things that bugged me about Mad TV, and it, it comes up, I think, more in the second episode, is it's very distracting use of, like, green screen and bad visual effects. Um, which was kind of on display in the Game of Thrones thing, and, and again, we can talk more about in in the second episode. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, it was it was pretty clear there was no budget on the original Mad TV. Every every piece of music you heard was a sound alike. Uh, nothing could be cleared legally by anything, um, and that 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 tradition lives on in the CW days. So. Okay, so the next sketch was um, a. A Cinderella movie where it was just an impression showcase uh, so you had mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj uh, Lyric Lewis pretty good impression yeah, yeah. all right it's good uh, see Buscemi the impression that... was better than the writing was <laughs> yes. yeah 
Steve Buscemi would have been Piat. Mm-hmm. And he was kind yes. of doing it in kind of like a creepy, like, uh. It was pretty good. He had his vocal mannerisms down for sure. It he was good. Like he was trying to like hook up with the cast Steve. members. It was weird. Yeah, it felt like he was playing Steve in Grown Ups. Is what it felt like. Okay. <laughs> like it didn't feel like just Steve Buscemi the person. It felt like him no. in Grown Ups. Um, I also my note about that was that yeah. they his his impression is so good, but they didn't. I didn't feel like they did enough to make him look like. Like no. I, yeah, that's a good point. They could have made him like a little paler. If you just showed and... me him, then I would have never known who the impression was. But his, he's so good at impressions that you can't. I mean, you can't be that mad. Yeah, they at needed it. to give him more like visual frailty. Yes. Yeah. Um, Michelle was Ortiz was Pen- Michelle Ortiz was Penelope Cruz. I felt like that was an impression that everyone has done before <laughs> like like Kate yeah. McKinnon's like first sketch ever on that was her first yeah. thing ever yeah on SNL and that was like that was what made her famous I don't think this this is like one of Michelle Ortiz's first thing ever it was like you know it, it was a voice that how is Penelope Cruz in any way relevant in the year 2016 well do you know what we didn't talk about we didn't talk about her actual first thing ever which was the cold open yeah we didn't um, talk about that which cuts to them she asks if they can oh, pray yeah. backstage and it turns out she's praying to Satan which the concept was funny uh, I don't know that mm. it felt kind of overdone it felt like a thing I'd seen before yeah same thing I, no, I know yeah. I, I know I've seen it before yeah yeah I agree like with you that. could see it coming a mile away like it reminded me of um, the first episode of Party Over Here. I was going to say, didn't they do that on Party which, Over Here? You're right. It, 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 it went. These, it, it didn't go into her being possessed, um, right. but it was them it's like similar enough. But I believe they did like refer it to Satan and refer it to like like dark forces, but yeah. they didn't like do like the whole possession thing. But it was the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah, I was yes, watching it thinking correct. like you could you could swap this woman out with Jessica McKenna, and I probably would be it would <laughs> yeah. feel pretty similar. Yeah, that's true. I honestly had forgotten about it, but yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I the the as far as going back to the Penelope Cruz thing, I agree that a it's not relevant. Let's be real. Sorry, Penelope Cruz, but also <laughs> <laughs> it feels just almost offensive. Yeah, just yeah. almost. <laughs> yeah, the the thickness of the accent, which. Penelope Cruz, if it's not that thick, we've seen Penelope Cruz act. We we've heard her. We all know what she sounds like. It's not that thick. Um, it just it felt like it was being overdone. It felt like too much, too much for me. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Okay, so we had Chelsea Davison. She did her Lena Dunham. Uh, we've seen. Noelle Wells do this as her first uh, appearance on SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, so. I almost feel like I liked this better. I did. Maybe that's a hot take, but... No, I did. I liked it better than Noelle's, which is saying so because I like Noelle's. I think, um, I think this one was like the, sh- the social justice Lena Dunham, and the right. Noelle Wells one was like, this is how she acts on girls. Like This is the character right. Hannah. Yeah. 
which is um, and, and you know there were some funny i i did laugh when she said like at first i was like not okay with the character because she's a little mean and i feel like that insults the collective we like <laughs> that kind of thing did like that just kind of like something that that either lena or maybe more accurately hannah horvath yes. uh, would say and so i was on board with it at first i thought it was a good funny impression and then we leaned right into the again super old and unfunny oh she gets naked all the time jokes yeah. like like we need, we need to try a little bit harder <laughs> yeah i agree mm. um yeah i my issue like i think it went from that into the Kristen stewart impression and you want to talk about something that feels like it's from 2009? The Kristen Stewart is cold and emotionless. She like, hasn't done that. Old. For like, like five or six years, she hasn't been like that. That's Twilight. That people, like, that's not, that's, that's her during, like, Twilight press tours that they were like, she has no personality. First of all, Kristen Stewart's fantastic. Leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I hated that. I, it, because it felt old and it felt, yeah, what I a, think again, that's what such a, a weird angle to take about Kristen Stewart in 2016. What a yeah. strangely dated reference. Like, probably yeah. would have fit in better in a 2009 episode. Absolutely. But I will say... And I'm sure they did it. <laughs> SNL is guilty of that up until... Um, she was in the Fifty Shades of Grey auditions on SNL. It may have been Noelle Wells who did it. Yeah. But anyway, they did the same thing of her with her hand in her hair, and it's it was the exact same impression for the record, her hand in her hair and looking moody. It's a very same easy impression. impression to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not her hard. anymore. Like. And I hate it. It's not accurate. <laughs> since the last episode, I've gone to see the new Woody Allen film Cafe Society, which she is quite quite fabulous in, as is all of her outfits that she wears. Mm -hmm. I recommend it. And then there was Tracy Morgan. Yeah, was, I didn't write that one down. But yeah, Jeremy oh, D. Howard. Yeah. You're, you're, you're pretty normal Tracy Morgan. Responded to uh, Steve Buscemi's advances. <laughs> it kind of just bummed me out to see a Tracy Morgan impression. I don't know why. A little bit. It just... I just well, felt... I feel like he feels... He, he's a little untouchable ever since his accident, maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe I feel He's protective okay. of Tracy Morgan. He's okay. Yeah. The impression the impression wasn't bad, but I just I don't know. I felt weird about it. As soon as the joke became clear, I just felt like I retreated in, into myself. I didn't like it. I'm protective, I guess. I guess that's Circling it. Circling back real quick to um Woody Allen Bram, do you have any thoughts on the news came out today that uh Woody Allen's Amazon TV show finally has a title, Crisis in Six, Six Scenes. Scenes yeah. It's premiering, I think, in... Uh, 30th of September. September the 30th? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, I know you've been excited for this one. Yes, I've been excited for this one because I am a fan of TV series and I'm a fan of, of auteur's TV series quite a bit. <laughs> um, so, and I think Miley Cyrus is in there. But she is, yeah. My belief with that title is that um, it's an anthology, and I believe I read that too, so I think it might be, like, different casts for each episode, which is pretty cool. I'm into it's it. I don't, cool. I don't know much about it yet, but I'll watch it. Miley Cyrus voice. That's pretty cool. It's pretty, it's cool. pretty cool. And I'm, like, on a Woody Allen show and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check that out. I was actually more excited um, personally that they finally announced a premiere date for Tignataro's One Mississippi. Oh, yeah, very soon, September yeah. 9th. Yeah, I am. Uh, oh, I know. I've been waiting since November to see more of that, and I'm really really excited. Check out um, I watched that too. Check check out a uh, Cafe Society if you uh, if you are interested though. It's pretty good. You like good movies? Yeah, it's it's good. It's melancholic, and Jesse Eisenberg is is quite a good fill-in for Woody Allen. Well, there's your movie review of the week. <laughs> um, was the next sketch the... Uh, Stark. The, them at the... Oh, was the Ned Stark? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we're really doubling down on Game of Thrones here. Yeah, I hated that. I wrote in all caps, I have no opinion. I just I just wrote Crooked Khaleesi. <laughs> But that was such an easy joke. Yeah, this is it's super obvious. And again, it's like it's not even obviously Game of Thrones is such a big deal, but Ned Stark isn't even a part of it anymore. Like, it just was weird to me. Was that the last sketch? No, because there was the the last one I wrote down. I I didn't even have that written down. I'm glad I don't have it. Is the um uh the lounge? They they go to the the dinner and the her her ex is the lounge singer. Didn't write that. Okay. I forgot about that. I forgot. I it forgot happened. about that too. It was like it was one of their like original live sketches of the show that wasn't like a pop culture parody. Right. Adam Ray was singing, and um, Michelle Ortiz and no, was that right? It yeah. was Amir oh, Kay. Amir, and... Amir Kay was Amir yes, but Adam Ray was singing, right? I think yes. so. Yeah. Okay. Amir Kay and Michelle. And uh, I, this didn't do much for me at all. Me either. I didn't even write it down. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Move on. Is this episode, episode one? It's just, it, yeah. it, it, was, it was too long. Like most things on the, the premiere on the Matt TV, it was just too long. But so. I feel like the second episode was a lot more watchable, and it made me feel better about the cast as a whole. Uh, possibly Definite going... improvement in episode yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, substantially better. In in the I, in that if the first episode was like an F across the board, the second episode is like probably like a C or a C plus. Okay. Well, I agree. Which I mean, that is it's a it's a substantial improvement, and I think it gave it gives you a a way more clear picture of what the cast will be capable of. So I appreciated yeah, that. For sure. I mean, to go from from that bad to that good in one episode, that's promising. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It definitely, yeah, it inspires confidence that, you know, all these shows take time. um, And new casts need to gel. And, yeah, you could definitely envision a scenario where this becomes... um, This becomes fine and even good. It doesn't need to be great. Um, Mm -hmm. And, I mean, not a lot of people are watching this even by... CW and even by CW in the summer standards, so there might not be a second season to. It's about, it's about eight hundred. It was about eight hundred thousand in the in, the, uh, in between eight hundred and nine hundred in the first episode, and about six hundred to seven hundred in the second. Yeah, which I I don't know what their I it's it's impossible to say what the right. level what the standard of success is for for ratings on the CW could be cheap, but um, oh I have to imagine this is incredibly cheap. I mean, you're like like this Big the Brother and American Ninja Warrior. The animation on the Cinderella that's about sketch as... proved how cheap it was. 
Yeah, and, and they're not putting a whole lot of money into it. We're gonna get some green screen in a minute that I'm gonna be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. How how do oh so this episode opened with the um we get we get we dive right into our all stars where uh, Adam Ray and Amir K are hanging out in their dressing room and suddenly oh my god it's Mindy Project star Ike Barinholtz. And, uh, uh, and Suicide Squad star Ike Barinholtz, so he's relevant. I had, That's right. I had no I, I literally had no idea that was happening. Oh, yeah, he's totally he in it. That. He got super ripped oh, wow. for it. Yeah, he's, he's a, a scene. Well, he has a cut scene in it, I'm pretty sure. Really? Like, they, they cut a lot of his part. Like, he's he's in a scene with the Joker. Oh. But it's not in the oh. movie. Rip in peace. Anybody respecting Jared Leto? <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. I was listening to the radio and uh, um, Ryan Seacrest was telling a story about how, like, oh, he really got into character for his part. He sent Margot Robbie a live rat. And I was like, I'd be like, fuck this guy. Like, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't care if you're method acting. Like, don't, don't at me. The, the, the thing I find funny about that <laughs> don't is at you. <laughs> the thing I find funny about that is he he did all this and. I believe he also sent, like, used condoms to the cast member. He sent, like, rats and all this Ugh. weird stuff. And most of his so stuff cool. got cut out. And apparently he's in the movie for, like, seven minutes. Yeah, that's what I heard. And he's it's, not relevant to the plot the, at all. The, the, the number is, it's at least, from everything I've confirmed, it is at least under 15 minutes of, of, oh, yeah. of time on screen. Uh, well under 15 is everything I've read. But, yeah, I... It's brutal. <laughs> but I can't help but feel personally like it's a little bit of justice. <laughs> I <laughs> I think, I don't know, I get the method acting thing. I understand. I get it. You're a good actor, whatever. But I'm exhausted by the fact that he, sending used condoms to your cast members? That's disgusting. Hey, don't do that. Don't, that's never okay. <laughs> No. no one cares that you're playing the Joker. Hey, don't. My favorite thing is the cast hanging out at Comic Con. You you see like it's all of them except for Jared Leto. Mm. I'm just envisioning a conversation where Margot Robbie like goes up to him after being sent a rat, and she's like, "Why are you like this?" And he's like, "Like what?" And she's like, "Like how you are." <laughs> anyone? Anyone? My so-called life? Uh. No. Did you see Viola Davis? Did you see what she said about him? No, and I saw the, the picture of her being interviewed on the red carpet has become kind of a meme where she looks yes. like she's very unhappy and sour face. No, what did she say? Okay, so I have to find the right quote because she... It's fantastic. Okay, I have something to Let's say. Let's see. Um, Go ahead. Apparently, um, he he was talking about how he's very upset about, about Jerry Leto, about how all of his parts got... like his Most of his part got cut out. He's very upset about it, but he's like, well, it's good now that, like, if I die, then, he's, like, referring to, like, Heath Ledger, I guess, um, then, like, the internet, like, this stuff is gonna get out there, people are gonna be able to see it, and, <laughs> and I think the reporter went back and was like, like, you're not gonna die anytime soon, and then he said back to the reporter, we all die. <laughs> <laughs> I not, love, not there's untrue. There's one interview. There's one interview where um, Yolo, right, Bram? Uh, there's one interview where he says the in parentheses it says 
uh, Leto goes full Joker for a moment. And I'm so, I was like personally offended mm-hmm. by it a little bit. <laughs> I was like, he didn't go full Joker. He put on a voice. He's not going to like lose himself in this <laughs> character. I heard, he I heard that voice. he does a Jay, the Jay Leno impression. That's what it's his voice just, is. It's, it's okay. So anyway, Viola Davis <laughs> said she wanted to pepper spray him. Yeah, she oh my said God. she wanted to pepper spray him. She Perfect. said, um, "It was a little worrisome. It made you a little bit nervous, and I'm pretty tough. You know, I got into a few fights when I was growing up, but it scared me a little bit." <laughs> Yikes! That's she said before that I was only introduced to the Joker before she met him as himself. Um, she said before that I was only introduced to the Joker, and I almost had my pepper spray out. Wow. It, yeah, I imagine it's not easy to scare Viola Davis. No. Well, she said, she also said if he had sent her any of the gifts, he would have had to deal with her husband, which I think is the idea of Viola Davis's husband going to find Jared Leto and just beating him up for sending a live rat to Viola Davis. I want that to happen. Why couldn't he have sent her a gift? Come on. I like the way he leans. <laughs> Elaborate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys suck. Anyway. Okay, can we go back to the Accord Open? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So Ike and Bobby come in and they're like, This is where this is this is our dressing room. They're like, Oh man, that's cool. And they start, and then they, um, Ike starts showing. Uh, why are you laughing? Because Brendan can't stop making my so-called life references. Oh, <laughs> I'm not with this. It's just so funny. <laughs> okay. Um, Sorry. Continue. Okay. So like they, 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 Ike shows them like little secrets of the dressing room, and. He then opens up a cabinet and pulls out a Jack Daniels bottle, which made me think that the 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 so extent edgy. of their the extent of their the extent of their alcohol budget is a bottle of Jack Daniels because it's the same bottle that was probably used with Will Sass the week before. <laughs> probably. That, that's 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 all that has been <laughs> my, on. My favorite implication of this cold open is the fact that they have not only the same dressing room to the like also no one checked the vents once the last cast left i thought that was funny because that was an event also the lamp stayed the same because he pulls pills out of a light bulb in a lamp which means the lamp had to be there for the past seven years yeah. No one else was there besides this the lamp a... and Bobby Lee stuck behind a wall because that was <laughs> you, the joke. You, you can't imagine studio space being vacant for seven years or eight no. years. No. In, yeah. in Hollywood. I like that we're nitpicking this. Um, like, I will. Oh, I, they, I can't believe, like, they can't actually expect us to believe. <laughs> they can't, Brendan. We're smarter than that. We are. We're much, we're much smarter than that. But I so like how... How Bobby Lee was behind the wall, and there's like, what year is it? When he first came out, it I laughed Donald really hard the president. because of his like crazy long hair and yeah. blood all mm. over him. Yeah, it it actually it made me laugh. Yeah, um, I think Bobby look are fun together. And then when they did like their monologue sort of thing, yeah. which it, it, 
it's a fun aspect of the show that the classic uh, casts do like a monologue and they present it. Um, yeah. They they immediately uh, like deny you thinking that it was possible, but like Ike was like he wasn't actually behind the wall for eight years. Yeah. Like, why even mention they it? No, we're smart. <laughs> why even mention? Yeah, it? in case anyone was actually concerned about Bobby Lee's well-being. Yes. Um, His body's shaped like a dumpling. I liked. <laughs> I like the fact that they that Ike had the line because the premise is Bobby introduces Ike to their son, Bike. Yeah. And Ike's line, Bike is such a basic name, made me laugh because I know people who actually name their children combinations of their names. Yeah. Like Taylor <laughs> plus plus Aaron equals Taylin. That's a that's a person I know. That's a human being. I hope they're not listening to this. Or, or like letters, like uh, like your previous Adios Amigos guest, TJ. Uh, his parents are Ted and Jody. Yes. So. But that's different. That's not combining the names. It's true. That's that's not bike. Yeah, it's Bobby not like his name is Toady. <laughs> exactly. Todrick. Toady sounds like a kid saying Cody with a speech impediment and it's kind of cute. Um, anyway. Yeah, I thought the Bobby and Ike stuff was fun, though. It was fun. I really did. It was some good old, good good, good classic Mad TV nostalgia. Good old-fashioned joking. Yeah. Just, just a little just, bit of fun. Yeah, just a little bit of fun. Princess Polly the Parking Princess. <sighs> Carly Craig. <laughs> so, so, yeah. First, first off, I think this this should have this would have played much better as like a runner like if this had been broken up into like a couple yes. of different pieces and spread out through the whole show i think it would have been much better this not since the the um uh whatever sketch i said in the first episode felt like the longest they all feel like the longest in, in, one, in one way or another but this felt like it was just going on and on and on and on it was like when, when i talked about in the Maya and marty thing how I, I i looked away for a minute and then i looked back and suddenly it's still like my god it's still jiminy Jim, glick jiminy. It, was, it was this yeah. kind of thing again where like just they had they just repeatedly running the joke into the ground you know pun intended where it's just she's just getting hit by a car a bunch of times and the overall just general green screen of like the theme park like they obviously shot this in a real parking lot it was probably their own production office parking lot and then like they have like bad green screen in the background for the the theme park and then like the actual visual effects of the same like basically the same car every time running her down um actually i don't know where i mean maybe they they i don't know what parking lot they were filming this in but it was obviously a real one because one of the other things that was distracting me is that every every license plate on every car was blurred out it was blurred i noticed that Mm -hmm. well i i thought the first time she got hit by the car i was like okay but from the second time onward i was done with it and but you're you are completely right that had it been a runner it would have worked better but yeah. they already had a runner in the show. They and did. Yeah. So they weren't going to do two. But, but you're right. It, it may have made me laugh. Like, it may have been more entertaining to see her to see it, to see see her go away and then get hit by the car again. Yeah, like, didn't, the didn't they do that, like, five times? Like, it was so many times. It was, it's so many. 
I, yeah. And at three, at three, I thought, okay, rule of threes, that's it, we're done, great. Yeah. But yeah. no, there this were at least two more. This is the Shark Tank thing. Um, is no, that no, next? No. Just her getting hit you by the car five times. Oh, she got hit like four, five times. I feel like it was at a least bunch four. of times. Yeah. Like it was, it was so the many. wrong number. It was like you said, like three is the it was, it, either the it was more. You either than three. need to be three or less, or it needs to be like twenty times. Like, right. or it needs to be such an absurd number that you're like, they can't possibly be doing this, and then they are, and it sort of circles back to being funny again. Yeah. The, too many cooks of it all. Yeah. I don't think it ever got there. No. I, you're didn't. right, though. No. As a runner, it would have been great. Or it would have been better. Five is just the wrong number. So, And just, it was, like, the, the, the things they were joking. Like, first of all, I, the, the concept of this is, like, she's very into her role as a princess, or she thinks, or is she supposed to be a real princess? But she were budget no, but, cuts. And so she got, like, relocated from her job working as a princess in the park to working as a parking attendant. And I will say, no, 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 actually, I take it back that the first time she got hit by the car didn't make me laugh. But when she said, oh, I guess safety rules are there for a reason, puts on the vest and immediately gets hit hit again, that's (laughs) the one that made me laugh. And that was the only one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, like, that one, there's a joke there. It's not just her getting hit by a car. Um, but yeah, it, this, the, the, the premise of the sketch was not great in and of itself. And not airtight. The, the joke that they kind of clung to was not enough. It was exhausting. No, and then it was sort of sprinkled in with, like, bizarre things of, like, trying to be kind of like vulgar humor like just thinking it's thinking it's a joke when she just says like it's hot as balls or that you know (laughs) like you know she's a bird is is relieving itself on her and you know one of like literally one of my notes for this is god is this sketch still on when she when she said nature's sunscreen when when that happened with the bird i immediately fast forwarded i not the fast forward button but the just skip ahead like 30 seconds button i was like no yeah. and hit the button i wasn't dealing with it no not dealing with that visual no thank you no um <laughs> okay the next sketch is i guess the blind kung fu master but it starts off with it starts off as a bond sketch mm-hmm. yeah adam ray is james bond <laughs> And Michelle, and Michelle Ortiz is his leading lady. Surprise! It's yes. those two. Yeah. Do they ever actually say the name James Bond, or are we just yeah. left to imply that? I think it's his first line in the thing. I think so. Oh, really? Okay. I'm I surprised also, they were. Um, Piot is doing a very, like a very direct um, Christoph Waltz impression. That's quite good. Yes. Yeah. Again, his impressions. He's great. <laughs> he's very mm-hmm. talented. Um, yeah. Yes. It was nice to see, I don't know, I thought it was nice to see his character, and Bobby falling off of the second floor platform, like, it's gonna make me laugh. He's, like, he's it's... a compact man, so to see him do physical comedy is like, guys, yeah. I'm a sucker. It'll make me laugh it's the old. <laughs> it's the oldest, you know, bit of slapstick in the book. Yeah, it's exactly. It's what he does well, so. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm good for it. He can do it all the time. 
Well, also at the end when it said, um, what was it? Komodo dragon and tiger pin. Is that what it said? It was Komodo dragon and, and, and tigers. The idea of those two creatures being in the same place and him coming out all bloodied. It, it's, he's funny. I, I didn't care so much, honestly, about the rest of the sketch. It really didn't hold my attention, if I'm being honest. I thought the impression was good, and I liked seeing the character, but my attention this wasn't character held by it. This character doesn't really do much for me. Like, um, I don't know. It, it, it does feel... I think it's a fair point, like we said at the beginning of the show, that obviously when you have an Asian-American cast member you can do a sketch like this and obviously it is not problematic in the way that it would be like on SNL um, where you were, you're trying, you're, you're kind of whitewashing things a little bit, but it's also hard not to watch this and just think like this was probably not that culturally sensitive and appropriate on the original mad TV. And it definitely doesn't feel like it is now. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. I, the, even, it's, it's even just the too ending... broad for me. Even the ending with with her having been hit by the laser and her head dramatically falls to the side to hide the fact that her face has been has been battered. I just I didn't know what honestly when her when she first like passed out or whatever I was like oh, is she dead is that going to be the joke they survived and are celebrating and she's dead back there but then she moved and I saw her face I was like oh all right I guess that works. And then the the joke was Bobby Lee not even being able to love her, even though he's blind. Like that's. He was like, I may be blind, but even I could tell a butterface. <laughs> when I feel one. Which is gross. Yeah, yep. which I'm gross. sure made the, the audience go like, you know, whooping extra hard. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I on the first episode I wrote down, um, is the in studio laughter real? That's my question. Are those people laughing? Were they? I imagine there was a de- at least a lot of sweetening going on, but yeah, like who is who is here enthusiastically for Mad TV? Don't I don't know. People go, they support their family. People they like to That's see live true. shows. It's, they, they and you know, like them. some people like to, you know, go and 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 you know, there are there are people who are every week in the in the standby line for SNL. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I just don't know. You know, Mad TV is not an institution of of comedy that I think has its diehard, passionate fans in the same way that people are are SNL fans. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. I I actually quite like the next sketch, which which was an Olympic sketch, um, <laughs> and it was I did too. <laughs> it was ve- I don't know how you felt, Brandon. Brandon, it was very specific about Zika, and I believe it was Piat. I know it was Piat. Yeah. Um. And he was Williams. he was Brian Williams. What a good impression! It was a good impression, so good. as every single impression he's done has been good. Um, and it started off with him being yeah, like, "He's great." Well, um, <laughs> nobody wanted to go to, no one wanted to go to Rio, so I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And then him mentioning Desert Storm, I, it felt a yeah. little bit <laughs> like, felt a little bit like a stab in the heart, but it was it was well played. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really did. Um, I also, the visual of Jeremy D. Howard in his gymnastics, uh, his his leotard, um, doing a routine, like, that got me. That was, yeah. It feels, 
it feels almost like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed it. it. It made me laugh. It's good enough. I won't complain. Yeah. I think it's probably fair to say that this is the highlight of the episode. Yeah. Definitely. Considering I don't remember much else about it yeah. without looking at my notes, I will, yeah, I'll say yeah. Highlight of the show. <laughs> I mean, this is the last even vaguely good thing in the episode, I think, so. Well. Um, I th- then I think, I think I believe the first Shark Tank sketch goes after that, which is fairly late in the show to start a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, is why... I, I, in my memory, I had, I had thought that that had actually come earlier, and then yeah, going through my notes, they no. actually, um, it is it is pretty late. The other thing, just before we move on from the Olympics, that I, again I find distracting is that like the the legal how they can approach the Olympics legally when NBC has the rights, which sure. means we have a, a a five-feathered NBC logo, which kind of looks like a pot leaf almost, and we have an <laughs> Olympic logo that has six rings in it, which just looks very weird and I cheap. did not notice. Okay. Well, that's, that's the kind of thing that... You have a better eye that, than, than me, because, yeah, that didn't register, went over my head. Oh, okay, that was the kind of I thing that I... I noticed thing, but not the... But, I, but it's the kind of thing I might have been looking for, because, I, yeah, I do feel like in, right. the, in the past I knew uh, Mad TV as being this thing that, like, yeah. everything has to be, like, kind of a... It has to be, like, a legal parody, like, it can't be exactly what it is. Um, yeah. I guess, I don't know, I guess they always thought they were going to get sued for stuff, but... Anyway, it was weird. Yeah, it's that's that's very funny. I will have to watch. Like, I'll, I'll, I want to go look at that. Um, Let's talk about Shark I, Tank. What I messaged Bram as soon as I the Shark Tank sketch started for me that for some reason the thing that immediately made me laugh was Ike was standing in this very like hunched way because he's a tall guy, and again mm-hmm. Bobby Lee is a compact man. But so Ike was standing in this hunched way with his hands on his hips that just his posture alone was really making me laugh. And I also think it had to do with his like tucked in T-shirt with his pants pretty high and the belt. I don't know what it was, but I was just sitting there here alone watching, just laughing at his posture. I was like, am I so that sold on Ike Barinholtz? That he can stand slightly funny and it's actually making me laugh in comparison to the other things in these these episodes. It, I don't know. That was a. I had to reevaluate my love for Ike Barinholtz in that moment. I thought it, the the concept of this as a runner was good though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I did too. Um, I think I found though... it too. Um, a little. It was kind of predictable. Yeah, and also, yes. I mean, the I, a part of the, of what I didn't like about it is that it 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 was a little lazy in its way of just kind of, um, the way the sharks were just sort of like, no, 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 like we, it's obviously you. We just saw you before, like, and you're just kind of like pointing out what the joke is. Right. Um, it didn't really do yeah. much for me. I also was very confused by the impressions. Yeah, me too. That like who was doing <laughs> what because I had no at idea. first at first I thought Amir K was playing Mark Cuban. And then it, and then somebody and then somebody else. I think Gotta it was Adam. Adam Ray. Adam Ray. Like it, it turned out that he was playing Mark Cuban. <laughs> so like the note I wrote down was Amir K's Mark Cuban is a disgrace. Comma. Wait wait no. The white guy is Cuban. Comma. <laughs> all caps. Who is Amir supposed to be? Two question marks. Robert Hershevik. Two question marks. 
I think I think PO was Kevin O'Leary. I guess, yeah. But they didn't they didn't show a close up of him and they didn't make a joke of him. They just showed him in, in like a far shot. Yeah. The the joke and about also, Mark Cuban being on seventeen different co ed softball teams. Yeah. I was into that. The the, the number of yeah. seventeen different co ed softball teams is great. It's too many softball teams, guys. <laughs> The uh, they had the one woman doing their um, Barbara Corcoran impression, which did nothing, especially considering I remember Kate McKinnon's being pretty good on SNL. Kate McKinnon got her voice down, and this woman did not make any attempt at really. I guess it was Carly Craig. Yeah. Barbara is the um, shopping network one. Yeah, she's the she's has she has short blonde hair. Um, actually, I've seen her. She has actually done like local real estate ads here. Really, it's really weird. In Cambridge, where like she'll be she'll be on like in a scene where she's like with um like a real estate agent from around here, and she'll just be kind of like, I feel like a lot of people do that too because I've I listen sometimes to um. John Tesh has his radio show where he's just like spouting off yeah. information about um, reports he's read, and he'll do little ads where it's like, you know, if I if I lived in your region, I would only trust this person with my was selling my home. Like it, they, they, I don't know. There's clearly money to be made in endorsing local real estate agents. <laughs> Who knew? Correct. There's money to make money to be made. She'll do it. There's money in that banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. Anyway, exhausting. they brought this back again a little bit later, um, and yeah. uh, with really no update to it. Okay. Well, we have. Um, okay, so then we had a um, on-stage sketch, sort of, of sorts with um, Michelle or. Yeah, I think Michelle Ortiz is Adina Menzel, mm-hmm. and yes. Carly Craig is Kristen Chenoweth. Mm-hmm. And they are singing "America the Beautiful." And somebody is Joe Biden. Do you know why they were singing "America the Beautiful" instead of any other song that those two women could be known for? It's no. exactly what Brendan is talking about. It's about it's public free. rights. <laughs> okay. They can't sing a song for Wicked. They can't pay for it. That makes sense. <laughs> That's exactly why, and th- that became as soon as she said. That she wasn't gonna sing sing Let It Go. She was gonna sing America the Beautiful instead and pull out her peace pipe or peace pipe, her pitch pipe. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I'm not. What it I'm was. not. I'm not gonna sing Let It Go. How about a rousing rendition of Hot Cross Buns? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. Isn't the, Happy Birthday that's, out that's of the that's domain now? What did you say, Brad? Isn't Happy Birthday in public domain now? I yeah, think it, it just now. finally did. Like it just happened. Yeah. Which again, we don't now. We never have to hear Jolly Good Fellow on TV ever again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, my. Our, I, our condolences I, to their families. <laughs> <laughs> Mildred and Patty Hill. I felt like um, this. This. First of all, as a person who has spent the last these two episodes being. Mm, annoyed by by Carly honestly <laughs> just annoyed 
um, her Kristen Chenoweth impression was the first time I was like, no, you are made to do a Kristen Chenoweth impression. I can stand you right now. Like, this is good. I'm enjoying it. Whatever. However, the, the Adina Menzel impression didn't sound like her at all, <laughs> even a little. And so I was kind of thrown off by that, um, especially hearing that, you know, Michelle is the, a classically trained singer and decent at voices from the other things that we've heard from her on the show. But yeah, her Adina was just not great. And then, yeah, Bram, Bram said that it, it just kind of devolved into pointless impressions. Like, yeah, I didn't understand well, why any of this was happening. What I said, right. I feel in general the show, they have sketches, and it feels like they are going to insert an impression into it that feels both not relevant to the times, like, it's not modern, but it's also, it's not relevant to the sketch, and it's just, mm-hmm. let's throw in an impression in there, like, let's have sketches that actually allow impressions, like the Cinderella right. thing. But also, let's have this, where we're just shoving, like, Adina Menzel, and Adina Menzel, which is very, it's kind of strange for Mad TV to be, like, doing an Adina Menzel, like, for the audience. Maybe it's CW, it makes sense. Um, well, you know, but then you, haven't... but then, go ahead. But then you bring out Adam Ray as Slash. Yeah. <laughs> and then but... I think... Jeremy D. Howard as Stevie Wonder. As Stevie Wonder, which a Stevie Wonder impression, that's another thing that's always going to make me laugh. I'm a sucker. Obviously, I stopped paying attention at some point in the sketch because I don't remember (laughs) those two things happening. (laughs) (laughs) Slash Slash came um, The the, the Adina and Kristen thing also felt the same amount of outdated, given the fact that Wicked was in 2003, and neither of them were even in the show by 2005. This is... Yeah. Well over 10-year-old stuff. Um, huh. Also, th- there's there has never been a rivalry there. It it was it was like a very created scenario. Um and the impression wasn't great. It'd be different if they both had these flawless impressions and they wanted a chance to showcase them, but only one impression was good. So it it felt ultimately very pointless. I don't even remember By how flawless, you mean like Nassim Pedrad's impression of Kristen Chenoweth? <laughs> For the record, I picture that Shaq and Kristen Chenoweth just to make myself happy sometimes. Like, that was such a good visual. Nassim just popping up. So good. That was also in Fifty Shades of Grey, wasn't it? It was also that, that audition. I I don't know that I remember. Because I think um, the joke was them being in Fifty Shades of Grey together, Shaq being. What Shaq? Right? Oh, maybe. See, I remember her doing that in Your Rat Bastard, Charlie Brown. Yes. Where she played? I think she was playing Sally. Yeah, well, that's Kristen Chenoweth. For the record, originated that role, and you're a good man, Charlie Brown, and won a Tony for it. So. Oh, okay. Well, I had no idea. I did. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it um yeah, Nassim, I like Nassim. That was good I think it's I think it's silly and fun. But but Carly's is like accurate actually. She does a really good Kristen Chenoweth impression. Which she has that voice. So So she could do nice. um just impressions of people with that voice, which is 
gonna feel like it's uh, stretching at a certain point, but yeah, whatever, whatever's at a gonna certain happen, point, being characters. one and a half episodes in. <laughs> yes, um, I believe the next sketch was safe space, and speaking of that, uh, a sketch that is both relevant to, to, to 2016, but also feels relevant right. to, like, two years ago. Like, it feels like when yeah. everyone has been doing Safe Space, uh, uh, PC, just, like, jokes mm -hmm. and satire, which I, I mentioned the South Park season before, everything has been covered before, and people talk about it. And now, like, this... Like, I felt, like, this sketch itself, like, referring to everything as triggers, which is pretty much, like, oh, you're triggering this, because, uh, like, it, just, it felt kind of borderline and sensitive. I agree. I feel like that's the yeah. sort of thing where you can't criticize it for being insensitive, because then you're being what the sketch is making fun of. It, yeah. That's, like, a catch-22 there, because you yeah. can't say, like, hey... But I'm gonna do it. People really do have triggers, and that's, like, an issue... You can't say that without you know what, being like, I'm triggered by making fun of these triggers. This is what? a safe space, Bram. Go ahead and criticize. <laughs> well, it's basically like, uh, it, you know, me and Joe Walsh, uh, Walsh Freedom, the Joe Walsh radio show, has has uh, spoken out that that Clint Eastwood is, is correct in thinking that um, we're making it about racism and race and... People are being babies, and they're being wussies about racism, and, like, men are gone, and, you know what, it's true, we're, 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 we're a bunch... Clint is a sun-dried skeleton, he can we're, we're a wussy, out. we're a wussy generation, and I'm, and I'm censoring, because I know we're on the radio, we're a wussy, it's not the I was word gonna he say, said, we're a wussy I'm generation. I'm guessing he didn't actually say that. He, he said, he said a word that starts with P, um, mm. but... And, and I'm with Joe Walsh, as I am usually with Joe Walsh. I believe I have you. listened to Joe Walsh's show religiously for a month now, We're and it's 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 really <laughs> it's it's really uh, contributed to my views a lot. But I have I yeah, haven't it's really to really enhanced your worldview, has it? I have been listening to his show every day for. He, that's the not begin a joke, you guys. I wish. That Bram was joking and that he didn't actually. But he's serious. He listens right, to Joe Walsh I, every day. I I I started when I came back from Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> Don't so blame me. It was like <laughs> it made me very right wing. It made me very conservative. So I finally needed to listen to the radio show. I um take no responsibility. I'm in the Walsh Nation all. now. I mean, that's just what, God. that's how it is. Um, the views expressed by Bram do not necessarily represent the views of the featured players or any they of its certainly, subsidiaries. I was going to say, they certainly don't represent his girlfriend. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. If you think that there's problems oh, no. in America now, if you think there's problems in America, if anything's wrong in America, Trump. If you think there's no problems in America and everything is great and there's no problems, Hillary. That is how you saw, how the election season is, is summated straight from Joe Walsh to your ears. Guys, listen to this guy. He's he's dropping some knowledge. Uh, five days a week. He doesn't even take off Friday. He doesn't do lazy Fridays. He doesn't record Fridays on Mondays. 
he does Monday to Friday. He has two hours on the radio. This guy commits, and, and he's there for you. He's there for you. And he's, he's looking for, for And he's looking for a weather girl. Uh, he doesn't want a weather oh, guy because he does not like weather guys. But if you're a weather girl or if you're a girl and you want to read the weather, Joe Walsh is The thing is, is like, it sounds like a joke. It really does. His entire show, everything you're describing about this man's show sounds like a straight up joke. And it's not. It's a person who really believes these things. And we're not free anymore. It makes me so sad. <laughs> He's that like even the weather girl thing. That's serious. This man is gross. How could Obama and Hillary say that Donald Trump is not qualified to be president if Obama <laughs> was not qualified to be president? He was the state legislator. He was just a state legislator, Beth. Once he became senator, Brand. he was just he was just trying to be president. <laughs> also, do we actually know he went to Harvard? Like we still haven't seen his transcripts. <laughs> He's, he, I'm just saying. You gotta look into those. I hate uh, it all so much. You gotta look into his views on Islam. Like sweaty. He does See, not. He does not mention he, radical Islam. Why doesn't he get Victoria Jackson to be his weather girl? Oh my god, that's perfect. She's probably not doing anything. That should happen. Can you? It should happen. I can't wait until she's not uh, young enough for him. He's gonna want some young little thing. He's a gross person. Yeah. Whoever the whoever the blonde lady on CNN who is a Trump supporter, once he loses, she can she can be the weather girl on 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 Wall Freedom. I don't know who that is. We we they, talked it's about the once guy... Trump loses. If he wins, yeah, I'm moving. To, I'm I'm gonna retreat to Canada with Bram. We I'm, welcome I'm you. With we'll open talk arms. about it. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. About it. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but if it does, you know. All the better for Canada to have you. I was gonna say, if um, it does, I'm Canadian now. Yeah. Well, there's there's on CNN. There's Jeffrey Lord, who is the biggest idiot on the planet, and he's usually on in like the prime time hours. And if you turn on CNN like kind of around like midnight, one a.m. when they're at like the CNN grill, he's been replaced <laughs> by this blonde woman who is a Trump supporter and, um, who is equally stupid, um, but significantly <laughs> less. Like but Trump Jeff- hates CNN. Yeah, well, they're dishonest. Yes. Yeah. The only the only real news sources you can listen to are um, Fox News, Rush Limbaugh, Breitbart, Breitbart News, um, Drudge Report, um, and Trump's Twitter. Infowars. Infowars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys Just joke, sure- but that's and where I make am. sure, and 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 your aunt on Facebook. Yes. Make sure yeah. you make sure you block out MSNBC. Um, turn on the parental controls to get rid of those young Turks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I um, the, the I watch the Young Turks um, a few different times a year. I think that guy is that guy there anymore. He must be. But yeah, a reason him. a reason I watch the Young Turks is because um, I try to watch uh, Conan O'Brien's late uh, Tonight Show farewell video and the only one you could find on youtube is the young turks turks commentary yeah. of it like he, he he talks and then they wow. talk about it after that yeah it's weird hmm. i love that i love that moment did we finish talking about mad touches? tv i feel like i am we didn't lost. um you had a like in sketch. spirit we did you like the teacher sketch in of chelsea davidson <laughs> Oh right. Okay, right, right. can somebody Where recap Carly for me what was this is? As Kimmy Schmidt. What? Sorry? 
Oh, I'm just saying, like, yeah, literally all I wrote in my notes, I wrote school thing, apparently trusting <laughs> myself to remember five days later what this would be. Um, so what was this again? Explain it. It was that a kid complained about being bullied, and he didn't know how, what to do about it. And it turned out that the bully, the classroom bully, was the teacher who didn't realize that she was saying awful, awful things like calling a kid gay Sean. Um, and the the Carly Craig character, that's her name, right? What's her last name? Yes. Craig? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the Carly Craig character, she just was continually saying, like, maybe we should change the subject. And the teacher was like, no, let me bully these kids some more. And then... I mean, that's the sketch. I really like Chelsea Davison. I think that she has a lot of potential. And there were parts of, of the sketch that made me laugh. Um, I'm a big fan of adults being needlessly mean to kids. Uh, I think it's very funny. <laughs> um, because it's not usually, like, it's not an actual real-life scenario, so I can laugh at it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed a lot of, the, a, a lot of that sketch. Um, the ending was predictable, but I mean, what are you gonna do? Um, and yeah, my, my actual one note on it was that Carly was dressed like Kimmy Schmidt. That's all I have to say. I, I, seriously, I have no memory of the sketch. No memory at all? I don't remember it happening. Again, my comments on it, uh, Chelsea was good. It was another sketch that lasted too long because I can only take mean-spirited comedy for a yeah. very small dose. Yes, I agree. Because I'm a I'm nice person. <laughs> it's like, but I think the reason I'm a person who's bothered, who actually is bothered by punching down, but an adult being mean to a kid is kind of the extre most extreme version of punching down. Yeah. And I think that that's why it crosses into funny territory for me because normally that's a thing I hate so much. Um, I like the movie. But yeah, in um... the case of it can definitely like, be done poorly, oh, so it's yes, so it can it's be. so it's yeah it's one of those things. That's, it's very easy to appreciate when it's when they hit exactly the right way to do it. Right. I like the movie yes. Bad Words with Jason Bateman, where he's just doing that for an entire movie, the spelling bee movie. True. Oh yeah, that happened. That existed. Yeah. That did happen. Yeah, I went to the I went to the premiere when uh, it got bought that night, and I saw all those buyers like whispering about it. Way to way to humble brag on that one. Yeah, I mean, no one cares about that movie, so I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> it's like, does it really count about count as a humble brag when it's that movie? Yeah. Alice and Janie is very good in it. She's good in everything, always. Yes. Guys, I went to the premiere of Zathura. Did you? It was, it was uh, uh, no, the I didn't. Josh Hutcherson. Christine I just decided that was the most random hits. movie I could think of at the current time. Isn't Dak Shepard also in that? Probably. I've been to lots of premieres. I feel like he is in that. I've been to the premiere of 50 That's Joseph, an actual good movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt acted like acted like a jerk, and then it it, it formed my opinion that Bram does not like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It formed my opinion that I did not like him thus forth. I'm I'm not not so crazy about him either. He's a little bit of a tryhard, I think. Are you, uh, My opinion on him is yeah. Like Brendan, are you excited for a sausage party? Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's coming out soon, isn't it? It is yeah, I'll watch next that. week. That's fine. 
I'm still trying to figure out if Doc Shepard was in Zathura. Beth saw it in March, but she doesn't feel like humble bragging about it. He was. He was in Zathura. I was just focused on something else. Yeah, I saw a sausage party. I loved it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's. Oh, you've already seen it. I thought it hadn't come out yet. Self by. She actually didn't go to the premiere of that movie. (laughs) Yeah. You know who else is in Zathura? Kristen Stewart, bringing it back full circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Fabs. Sausage party is great. You guys. Pete's Dragon is supposed to be really good. I'm going to see it. I didn't know until today it was live action. Yeah. I thought it was animated. Bryce Dallas Howard? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. (laughs) Howard? Bryce Dallas Jeremy D. Howard is the (laughs) full name. (laughs) Oof. That was the biggest question mark I've ever heard in someone's voice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Howard? Um, Yeah, I, I watch a lot of Disney Channel. So I've been seeing plenty of previews for that movie over the past few months. And yeah, it looks good. I'm sure it's great. Great. We're done with Mad TV, I think. Was, was there one more sketch in there? No, I think we're, I think we're I done think with Mad TV. Yeah, I, think we can, I think we can go back to talking about Joe Walsh now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let's talk about... How about the, thir- the first three... SNLs of the season, what hosts do you expect mm-hmm. there? And as Brendan mentioned to me on Twitter, um, they're going to start in September because that's what they usually do in election years. And I believe we could also expect a uh, primetime Thursday, possibly. Probably, uh, I yep. I don't know if it's going to happen with uh, The Good Place and Superstore. Maybe those are going to take a few nights off. I know Superstore is actually premiering uh, neck, like in like 10 days or 12 days uh, on the 19th. Yeah, it's soon. It's... Yeah, well, it's it's like what I've. It's a special episode that is kind of divorced from the current continuity okay. of the show because oh. um, if you haven't caught up on Superstore, first of all, I very highly recommend Superstore. I haven't watched all of them. Up, yeah, I think it's only 11 mm-hmm. episodes in the first season. It's a breeze to get through, and it is a very funny show. But at the at the end of the first season, everybody kind of um, quits in solidarity. Um, and so the second season premiere is going to pick right back up on that. But the, the new episode of the show that is going to air in about 10 days time, um, is, is supposed to be set during the events of season one. That's bizarre. It's yeah. So basically we're going to ignore kind of what's happening and you are going to see an original superstore episode, but it's going to be divorced from the enormous cliffhanger that they left on in, in season one. That's fine. I mean, that's the thing that happens. That happened with happy endings. I can, I can think of a bunch of those that happened. Like, they need, they need to introduce people to Superstore, like what it is, and not, like, yeah. pick up the pieces. It's definitely the right move. It's just you have to just kind of forget that that's happening. You have to ignore, right? Yeah, it's a fun show. Uh, Laura Nash, uh, whatever her her characters is. Yeah, um, Dina. Sh- she. She stayed, I think. Yeah, she did. She was the one. She was the one character who stayed behind. Yeah, and so she became um, like de facto manager. Laura Nash is one of the more recent. Uh, Laura Nash is going to be your first host for the new season. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say one of the more recent um, uh, Second City Toronto alumni. And then after um, Laura Nash was great on another period. And now she's no longer there. Yeah, and the, but she was on Super Fun Night. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, she was one of the friends, so that lasted a season. 
Uh, here's another period. Um, but yeah, Superstar. Another period She's is on their third Hortense, though. So. Yes. Oh. Yes, that's true. I kind of. I don't of, even know who I the would, one is now. Kind of like if they did, if they just did a Hortense turnover every season. I think that could be kind of yep. fun. Just keep Let's changing it. it. Andrew Rennell's as uh, Hortense Four. <laughs> yeah, what's he doing that? Yeah. Well, he was on. He was on the Nick. He he played that period before. Oh really? I didn't look at. Yeah, he was the, like the builder of the Lauren new hospital. Lauren Flans is the current Hortense. Don't know her. Lauren Flans. Yeah. Yep. She's the current Hortense Um, so okay, so first three hosts of the new season, and that so, sort of first block. The premiere, um, you generally go for someone who is, like, the highlight of summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we kind of like, saw this Amy, last year where Amy Schumer was in the first block. Yeah. Um, Chris it's, Pratt hosted the season premiere before that, obviously off yeah. of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was, I'm trying to rack my brain of, of who the who the star of this yeah. summer is. Like, would it be, I mean, would I, it be I said- unfair? Go ahead. I mean, I would have said, like, someone from Suicide Squad just because of how yeah, big the movie was. that's what I was wondering. Like, they could, like, could I they expect a Jared Margot Leto. Robbie a Jared Leto or a, um, or a Margot Robbie. I think Jared Leto might be more likely now that I think about it. Um, mm. And he has the credibility to host now, and I, I feel like he might be too serious to host. I prefer but... Margot Robbie. Oh, she'd be fun. Um, and I she would, would do it, too. I think she'd be Margot good. Robbie, yeah. Um, I yeah. think she's going to host eventually, and I feel like why not do it early? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was like, I feel like Aziz Ansari needs to host eventually, especially if he does In win an Emmy. Yeah. Margot would work because Margot had Tarzan and then Suicide Squad fairly yes. close together. Right. So I think, yeah. I think there could be enough hype there that, I mean, she could be a real possibility. I feel like Tarzan did better than anyone was paying attention like i feel like it very quietly made money yeah. so i'm not i'm not well, sure about that yeah like i'm just nobody nobody i think has really feels like somebody who's like broken through the stratosphere mm-hmm. and into you know in a way that obviously like just amy schumer had a terrific year oh yeah and a really good summer she got emmy nominations train wreck was a was a hit um that it did feel like a no-brainer and obviously somebody from yes. the comedy world um i mean chris pratt can host again he has a movie in chris pratt has a movie in september he has magnificent seven um oh, yeah. um you have like those like the girl girl on the train like kind of like the same gone girl sort of placement i don't know emily blunt could host she's in that movie I think Aziz Ansari will host eventually. I think he will probably host closer to when Master of None is coming back, though. Yeah. I, I can mean, see him popping why up not? in February, maybe. It's a Universal TV series. Why not have him host? I feel like Rami Malek is probably one that they're going to get on there. Like That would be interesting. I'm surprised it didn't happen I honestly already. I did not even think about him. I didn't of course. Either, I, would really like I, him I don't know why he why. wouldn't. But I would, like I, would, would, I, would, I would love a Rami Malek SNL. They want, yeah, they want to push push uh, their shows and Rami Malek yep. he was on The War at Home he was very funny in that show he was the one good part about The War at Home 
Well, Kyle Sullivan was in there. He's very talented. Talented actor. So I think, yeah, I think I would really like to see an episode with him. I think he would do it. I think he would do with, it. With Kyle yeah. Sullivan? Yes, that's, yes. I was talking yes. about Kyle Sullivan. Kyle Sullivan. Yeah. What is he doing? Probably oh, um, nothing. Uh, Ryan Pinkston needs to host SNL. Ryan guys remember him? does not need to host SNL. <laughs> Quintuplets. What a what and a great. He was on Punked, I think. He was what one a of the great. Fakers. He was on Punked. He was the little kid who would go up to people on the red carpet and ask them insulting questions. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, Quintuplets. What a great show. I never watched it. Oh, I watched every episode of that. All twenty-two of them. I feel right. like he was in either a. Uh, I remember him in Spy Kids 3D, but I feel like he was in either a Nickelodeon or Disney show that was kind of in the that genre zeitgeist during my last nannying job, because I remember his face <laughs> way too recently <laughs> for him to not have been. Maybe they were just showing reruns of quintuplets. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a complete impossibility. Ryan Andy Richter's Quintuplets, now available on DVD. I watched uh, Andy Barker, and I watched Andy Richter, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, but I did not watch Quintuplets. Well, let me tell you, Bram, you watched the correct two Andy Richter shows. <laughs> I would have think so. They were fun. Good choice, Bram. And then Conan didn't produce the third one, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. He went rogue with Quintuplets, so... Andy Barker lasted like four episodes. I think that was the writer's strike season, perhaps. It was it was right before, because it was on during the first season of 30 Rock, I remember. Like, 30 Rock took a six-week break so they could show that. It's a fine show. But then they didn't Tony even... Hills they didn't even eventually, they just moved it to Saturdays anyway. It was yeah, weird. that was the year of the writer's strike. It was, oh, no, it was, it was a season before, but it was the same year. Semantics. What are we talking about again? We're just we're just freeform ABC freeform. That's the new that's the new title of the show. Is what are we talking about again? Um, oh, guys, we have a new podcast title. Um, it's called Brendan Ruins Everything on True TV. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, we're really embracing that. It's called the featured players on SNL podcast. Just so when you search SNL. We are now, uh, we, we will now be there. If you were one of the people who saw a TV Guide listing for the Sarah Connor Chronicles and said, what the hell is this? And then later it was like Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. And you were like, oh, okay. Oh, right. I'm caught up now. This podcast <laughs> is for you. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember it not saying Terminator. There was a brief period before, like when it was first announced, it was only the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay. And then they added Terminator at some point. It was it never aired under just that title. That was a two season a two season show, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Two two whole seasons for Lena Headey. Could Lena Headey host SNL? Yeah, sure. I I could see that happening. I don't know why Amelia Clark hasn't. Yeah, I, I would say Amelia Clark probably would host first. I get the sense that Lena Headey is like kind of a shy and reserved person and maybe okay. would be uncomfortable with that level of mm. performance maybe i don't know i'm, but, pretty, sure, uh, like, I'm pretty sure emily Blo- oh no sorry um i, I was, was, I was gonna say, about emily I, blunt today 
I was gonna say that she was in another big movie in the fall, but I realized it was Amy Adams. <laughs> Either one of them. <laughs> I get those two mixed up all the time. <laughs> I feel like I Emily Blunt, when the time comes, um, first of all, I think, I think she definitely, she has the range. She has the range of Jeremy D. Howard. She has the range what? She has the range of Jeremy D. Howard. Oh. Five octave. I hope that's the standard we hold everybody to from now on. That's what I was saying. Um, No, I I actually don't. I lost my train of thought completely. Uh, I apologize. But I think she has the range to be... um, really good and fun on SNL. I, I find her very funny. Um, which, when does, when does Mary Poppins 2 come out? In th- that's very far away, but they, it's gotta they be have the date announced, don't they? Yeah, it's gotta be 2018. Mary Poppins Returns? In my mind, it was late 2017. I don't know why. I don't believe so. Um, it is... I have to look it up. Fill the gaps, guys. It's Christmas 2018, so it's... Uh, oh, Christmas 2018. Yeah, okay. two years and a bunch of months. Wow. Meanwhile, Lin-Manuel Miranda could write down the musical in that time. He couldn't because he works on his for like 10 years. Some may yeah. say he writes like he's running out of time. Anyway. <laughs> nice. It's not, though. I'm exhausted. <laughs> You guys' audio is cutting out really bad off the, off the record. Well, it's, it's good thing we all record separately. Are you guys having that issue, too? Yeah, yeah I, was hearing, I was hearing that same thing. Okay. So, yeah, hopefully the listeners will not notice. Hopefully. Well, now that you mentioned well, it. Because we're recording on Audacity, it should be fine. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. It's 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 kind of hard to, to say who, uh, who might... Uh, <laughs> Like I feel the last couple of years, I predicted Chris Pratt would host the season premiere of the year he did. I I predicted Amy Schumer would host the premiere, the year that she hosted the second episode. I feel like I'm having more trouble this year to definitively figure out the person. You know, could they just bring Melissa McCarthy back high off mm-hmm. Ghostbusters? Kristen Wiig. Yeah, but it's not. I wouldn't call Ghostbusters. I didn't. I wouldn't call it hot. It kind of no. Out. It's. It's definitely on a right. downward trend, so that doesn't make a ton of sense. But Chris Pratt, um, the, I'm gonna say Chris Pratt just because it makes the most sense right now. Well, and the thing that, that it is different this summer versus those past two of of being able to say Chris Pratt and Amy Schumer because during those years, those were people being heavily, heavily talked about, and I can't really think of someone who is in the general, like, general consensus in mm-hmm. the same way right now. I, I can't think of anyone. Um, well, that's why Lin-Manuel Miranda is probably, if he could spare a week, it, it, he'd be a good choice. That's that like even for he, Even for the SNL, like, New York audience, that's a little, little niche I don't think it would be, though. There's I don't know. So I, think, I think given his appearances on on late night shows um he 
he's been big on like they did the what was it 60 minutes yeah um i think that he is public enough that if they wanted to do an episode with him i think it could be justified pretty easily he will at least I think do that's it. That's true. I don't know if it'll next... be the premiere, but I think they could do an episode. No, I don't know about the premiere, but I think they could. Yeah, I think yeah. he could. I think he could come host. Especially I mean, the because biggest... they have the Hamilton mixtape. Like he does have things coming up pretty soon. I mean, yeah. During that time frame. I mean, the biggest person from like this summer that they could get to host SNL is Donald Trump. Well, mm-hmm. this is funny because I I just opened a Donald Trump tweet. Um, he he likes to summarize the week of controversies. <laughs> like he likes to like address every every single thing that the media talks about. So this is a Donald Trump tweet from. Uh, well, I guess it was half an hour ago. The media is going crazy. They totally distort so many things on purpose. Crimea, nuclear, the baby in quotation marks, and so <laughs> much more. Very dishonest. I think Trump, the Trump, Trump baby, baby, will host the premiere. <laughs> the the baby thing is funny because how could the media like this is on video? How could you distort the baby? Like it's what right. he did. We all saw you do it. Um, yeah, the premiere is the Trump baby. Second episode baby. is the uh, Blastoise. Blastoise. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the ghost of Arambe, and the third episode is uh, is a war turtle. Yeah. <laughs> And the big thing is, like, and they keep touting, like, oh, my God, like, is the War Turtle going to evolve live on the show? You're going to have to tune in and find (laughs) out. Musical guest War Turtle. Yeah. And both. Combo. And it's like, you know, Leslie Jones is, like, feeding the War Turtle War Turtle candies. (laughs) And it's, like, a big thing that it finally evolves. They're They're going to do a Pokemon sketch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) They have to. How are we feeling, guys? Feeling good. Are we ready to put this episode to bed, maybe? We definitely are. Alright, so after that long after Wait, that lengthy Justin Timberlake from Trolls. What? In he character? Justin yeah. Timberlake because he of could Trolls do the song. could host. He yeah. could he could do it. He could do it. Yeah. I this hope they do that but... only because it will make the we want Deadpool to host SNL people mad. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> it really was the worst. People with no understanding saying we want Deadpool to host SNL. Mm. I don't like or care about this show. Here's how I think it should be should be done. So <laughs> this episode ran about the same length as uh, Joe Walsh runs with commercials and weather. Oh my god! Because Brandon without that stuff, just him talking himself. is one hour. Uh, just about one hour, but he but he's two hours um, when he does when he factors in all that stuff. What are the ads on his show for? I don't listen to the podcast. I wouldn't know. He has to do weather, though. You have to. And it's funny, when, um, anytime a, like a Democrat or someone who doesn't disagree with him, he like lets them talk, and he's like, okay, thanks for calling. <laughs> it's great. And then they hang up, and he's like, get, get a load of this liberal. Brendan, when you, uh, when you come back to the show uh, I would like you to watch at least listen to at least one episode of Joe Walsh oh Where it's, that's not happening so <laughs> we're not doing co-host. this you're gonna listen to a week and we're gonna talk about it <laughs> if I do Joe that Walsh episode of the featured players yeah 
if I do that, then you then I get a free pass to say no to something else. Like the next the next Adam Sandler Netflix movie, not happening. <laughs> the ne- but it's of Jennifer Hudson. <sighs> where can we fi- Where can people find us on Twitter, Bram? <laughs> <laughs> You can find us on it's Twitter. Lead deflection. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the featured players on Twitter at featured SNL on Twitter. You can find me at Real Brams on Twitter. R E E L B R A M Z or Z, uh, whichever you prefer as your country. It's 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 Z. Uh, for well, your Canadians. You are Canadian. Hey, your guest listen, is if you want to. If you want to the run away from Trump, then you. The if you want, that's how it works. If okay. If you want, if you want refugee status in Canada, then you're going to have to accept that it's Zed. Fine. I'll accept it. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. So your Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, Brendan D Noel. Um, follow me for various. Uh, SNL adjacent tweets. If you'd like to see me lose my mind about Mad TV on Tuesday nights, I tend to do that. He has really uh, good tweets, guys. Su- Sunday Fun and Games. Mm-hmm. I have really good tweets, all in caps, with a little trademark. <laughs> okay. As does Bram. Follow Bram on Snapchat. Yeah, Bram Nation. <laughs> Follow Bram on Snapchat. Uh, I'm Bramski on Snapchat plug. if you want to get me. Bram Nation, Follow we're here Bram. doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with um except you've you've made the controversial move over to Instagram stories. That's true. Is I that working follow... out for you? I didn't follow through on it, but um <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of backlash from uh Beth's friend Madison who was just like, "No, you're not doing this. I don't want to look at another thing." She called um, herself and... a silent member of the Bram Nation. Uh, and and basically yeah. rebuked him, and said, "You will not move yeah. snap, uh, to Instagram." And <laughs> the I silent majority stands with Bram. <laughs> Shout out Madison. Shout out um, to Madison. She's she's president of the Bram Nation, I think. Yeah, and I feel like you went a whole show without mentioning that we're in a relationship, but that's kind of cool. Um, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I it's I pretty went, cool. Yeah, I cool. I spent. Uh, so about like five or six days in Oklahoma uh, to meet Beth for the first time and really fun. I think what yeah, I was just was gonna great. bring up was that it was cool. Okay. Meet your friends. Um, what I thought was cool oh, a lot of Bram Nation videos. Uh, so we did one Bram at Nation the uh, at the at so the Toby many. Keith Toby Keith uh, yeah. I uh, I love this barn girl, which I call I yeah. I love this barn girl. In which I got a, a chicken fried steak, which was a delicious item. Steak. Delicious item. And mm-hmm. I did a Bram Nation video. Like, she was, like, focusing on her food, and I just started doing, Bram Nation, we're here. And she just lost it. The rest of the video is just me laughing, because I didn't... <laughs> you know, you know, when you're on a date with your boyfriend, you don't expect... Yeah. <laughs> Bram Nation, we here... <laughs> And yeah, I just lost my mind in the middle of Toby Keith's "I Love This Bar and Grill," which that's the experience yeah. of dating me. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's the that's the extent. That's what you can expect if you ever get a chance to date Bram Benderoff. Um, yeah, that's what you're selling yourself to. So get that on my number. 
Yeah, do you want to just give out your phone number right now? <laughs> I don't feel like it. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of uh uh getting a lot of spam calls from US healthcare uh numbers because I decided to do like one of those quote things for fun and they just give out your number to everyone, but I said my name was like Ben Schwartz. So <laughs> they just keep on calling me and saying Ben Schwartz and I, I keep on dodging him. It's it's horrible. It's he like, it no, himself. I'm sorry, he Ben Schwartz know. is dead. And it's like, that's not true. We just, we were watching House of Lies last night. Yeah, <laughs> which is also almost dead. <laughs> it is. I think it finally the ended. Finale has we're on Tumblr at thefeaturedplayers.tumblr.com. No, we're not. Uh, we're on Facebook. No, we're not. Uh, we're on Facebook, <laughs> the Featured Players. And look at all that stuff and follow it and subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Let's uh, download us on iTunes. Please. Hit that old follow and share buttons on all those devices. Yes. And give us the thumbs up and subscribe and comments and all those and other please, things that annoying people say. Please, please, leave us a review, rate us, subscribe, because eventually we're going to start getting into the normal SNL season. None of this traitor. None of this, yeah. this traitor, traitor Joe stuff. Um, we're sorry, Lauren. And we'll be back, and we'll be... We'll be able to talk about whoever the new cast member is, which I hope there hope there is one. Uh, I do as if well. John Ranitsky, John Ranitsky stays. Uh, who? Well, because we that's the thing. If if John Ranitsky stays, and there's no new cast members, then John, this podcast really will become Ranitsky Watch, like I joked it should be before we started it. Or if he's fired and nobody new joins the cast, there won't be any featured players. Oh, and then what true. is this show, Bram? I don't know, but I was listening to an interview of John Vanitsky before, and shocked, shocking to hear his voice just being John, and it's shockingly like like a weird, like Dennis Miller kind of just a strange voice coming out of his his face, because <laughs> he, he never talks. He's like he's like a waiter at a sketch or something. I don't know if he does do another season, he won't do a third, but it feels like it's teasing him. Anyway. Only time will tell. If he can make more money on SNL uh, than he can as a touring stand-up, then great. Do another year of it. Could have been, been Mad TV. Well, perhaps John Ranitsky could could make the transition over to... He'd be the first person to go from SNL to Mad TV. Like how yeah. Taron Killam was the first to go from Mad TV to SNL. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people are like Seth Meyers and they're made for SNL, and some people are like Josh Myers and they're made for Mad TV. Burn, Josh, Josh Myers, Myers burn. He's a treasure. He's a treasure, Brendan. He's, he's good. Josh Myers is pretty funny. He, he's um, funny. He's beautiful. He's charismatic. He was in the sketch that I watched on YouTube for the, the old Mad TV sketch where it was the, the Spishak company and their various line of products and it was hey it's ovens for kids and he was the spokesman did, for that they did Spish Act for years oh yeah they did a like, bunch of those like those were always funny yeah they were yeah the I, really one I remember it. right now is the one with um they had a razor where like it's like so sharp it starts cutting off like like it starts cutting off like your skin yeah <laughs> yeah the one i was watching on, on youtube it was like that 
the changing the light bulb on your easy bake oven means that you could like break the light bulb and you could like bloody up your hand and stuff so it's much easier if you get the spishak hey it's ovens for kids which connects to the actual gas line from your from your normal kitchen oven so they show this little girl she's pulling the oven out from the wall and the mother and josh myers as the spokesman are just sitting at the kitchen table and she gives him a cigarette and they start smoking I've seen that. and they're just watching her do this <laughs> See, Mad TV can be a funny show. It can be. Let's get Josh to that. Let's make, let's make Mad TV great again. Okay, Josh guys. Myers should just come back. He could be a full-time yeah. cast I, member. It'd be fine. Yeah. I always like uh, the Myers Family Thanksgiving episodes on Late Night. Any, I, I actually, good. yeah, that's, that's true. I enjoy anything that Josh comes specifically to do with Seth. Like they did day drinking with the Myers as as kind of a short where they yeah there was Brooklyn drinking and it was so funny. There was that whole week of shows where he was kind of like the guest like co-host almost. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, where it was the two of them and his dad. That was very funny. Yeah, they're, they're oh and his mom I together. think too. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Bram's trying to spoil our fun. We want to talk about the Myers family, but. No, Legitimately, really I think it, I think this is the longest episode we've done, and it, and it's not about SNL. It's getting close, so we can we can. I talk. We can put a pin in this. Put a pin hmm? in it. Which is not what you want to do when you're wrapping it up. <laughs> okay, so plugs, you know, feature SNL, uh, Joe Walsh program. Uh, check it out. Brandon's gonna listen to it too. I said no such thing. You're among friends. Oh, the Drake episode was long, so we're okay. Okay. That was a, that was a long one. Yeah. Here's the question: Did I ever plug my Twitter? Oh no! no. Go for it. No. Okay. I couldn't remember if I did or not. In my brain, I was like, "Of course I did." I was just gonna let it slide. My Twitter is at Beth Gooden. Found some fun there. <laughs> Give her That's a follow. That's the only thing I have to plug. Scored it. Well, I'm glad that you were here to do it this time, because Bram had to do it for you last time. That's true. Oh, that's I true. Last time like, I did, I plugged your name. And Christian and I booed you, booed you very heavily for doing that. Yeah. I loved it because it was immediate clarification of like, Beth, we're not booing you. <laughs> we're booing yeah. Bram. That was Christian. Yeah. We'll make it very clear that we think it's Bram who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do suck. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, the uh, <laughs> everybody go to sleep now. Yeah. And on that note, huge pause. <laughs> yes. Release the gas. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Superstore returns to NBC Thursdays <laughs> this fall. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. It's the end of the show song. The part that is never on TV. It's a great. Okay, you can stop it. Great closing what? song. We're so talented. <laughs> <laughs> and humble.